welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is comedian Andrew Michon. Um, yes, Andrew and I dated a long time ago, but we're just friends now. We are very good friends. I love him so much. I have nothing but respect for the guy. Uh, I even put him in my short film, uh, the one I was talking to you about in previous episodes that screened at CineFamily, at the Women of CineFamily Festival. And, uh, I'm just glad I'm just glad the guy's in my life. But hands off, ladies, because he's got a cool girlfriend. They are moving in. And uh, this conversation we're about to embark on today on this episode of Love Alexi is uh, it's a fast-paced one. It's tangential. And if you can get past the part, uh, which is like the first half of it, where I'm just fucking giddy and laughing like a jerk, I, I, I have to apologize. I'm laughing so much. It's like the side of myself that's so irritating and annoying and... I guess I have to embrace it or just notice it and change it, but I am, like, so excited to be around Andrew because I have so much love for him that, like, the beginning of this whole podcast is just me fucking laughing like a hyena and uh, really, you know, uh, excited just to be near him. Anyway, uh, listen, I'm going to cut this short because it's a long interview and I want you to uh, commit to it. I want you to get into it. I want you to get deep into it. If you want to know more about comedian... Andrew Michon. And I don't want to call him up and coming, but he's up and coming. He's a new young uh, face in comedy. And he's, uh, you know, I, I met him probably two years ago and I was always very uh, enamored by his work ethic because even when we went on a date, I remember him being like, oh yeah, I've already done like four open mics before, before picking you up. And I was like, oh my God, that's cool. So he you know, and now he does not do open mics. He performs all around the country, performs uh, at all the best shows in Los Angeles. He just shot a pilot, uh, for TBS with a company called super deluxe. And, uh, he's just, he has a show, uh, called good looks at UCB Franklin every first Wednesday, uh, of every month. And, uh, but his, I've just known him for, for a while. And, uh, I've just always been impressed with him and he's always, had a really great work ethic. So it makes, you know, it makes complete sense that he's thriving and he's flourishing and he's just going up, up, up and uh, he's going to explode and he's going to be some, become so successful that you guys are going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Uh, as per the usual, Alexi uh, has her finger on the pulse, just like she did with last week's guests. And uh, she knows what's cool, who's cool and uh, blah, 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 yakety schmackety. Anyway, I think you should follow Andrew Michon uh, on all of social media. You should follow him uh on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Michon. You can, uh, for anything and everything else, Andrew Michon related, go to andrewmichon.com. Let me spell his last name because I think you guys can figure out how to spell Andrew. Michon, a little more complicated. His last name is spelled M as in man, I-C-H-A-A-N. All right. Rewind if you need to hear that back. So go to andrewmichon.com for uh, more info on him. And uh, I think you and I should be friends on all of social media. You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, at Alexi Wasser. And if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, uh, I, I implore you, subscribe on iTunes, leave a comment, rate the show, uh, tell all your friends, anyone who will listen even, because really, uh, I really want to grow the show. This is the most fulfilling thing I do in my life. Uh, I mean, that's not completely true, but it is a big, a big component of my uh, happiness because I get to meet cool new people 
research them, shine a spotlight on them, talk to them for two hours, and hopefully it, it, these conversations I have on this podcast uh, or audio show, if you will, uh, hopefully these conversations inspire you. Maybe they make you feel less alone. Maybe they make you laugh or distract you from your own, you know, shitty life or whatevs. And, uh, and I want to continue doing that. So, uh, yeah, subscribe on iTunes. Anyway, I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with my favorite comedian, Andrew Michon. Now entering Nerdist.com. Yeah, ready for you. Oh my God, Andrew Chloe Skin. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> the one that got away. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. You sit cool. there. Wait, you know Aristotle? Yeah. How are you? You, you guys know each other? Yeah. How? The scene. What? I saw him like Citra. three days ago. Citrus now. Wait, where were you doing three days ago? I don't know. I do shows here and stuff. Why not talk about Aristotle? I thought, you know. Yeah, no, I see him. Didn't I text you three days ago, Aristotle, and you didn't get back to me? And you were hanging out with Andrew? We were hanging out. You were hanging out with Andrew? Yeah. Un- we just put our phones on airplane mode and just chill. Oh my God. Starting strong, starting awesome. fast. Okay. It was great. Oh so happy God. to be here. This is uh, the best day of our goddamn lives. Uh, yeah. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, just before we start, I only put two minutes in the meter. Is that a, is that, that enough? That is oh no, because oh, you think it's like your podcast. Yeah, you think it's, it's like your Seinfeld podcast. Yeah, I was get hoping to get in and out. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here! Oh my god, I can't. You guys can't see this out there uh, in the in the you know podcast uh, community. I don't even know what that means, but uh, Andrew has got this bizarre futuristic hippie-esque uh, flask for water. What would you call that? Uh, what is Water this? bottle. Water bottle. That's what they call them. That's what they call them in showbiz. <laughs> Tinseltown. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. Let's just take a moment, okay? Yeah. How are you feeling? Great. Andrew Glowy Skin. Your actual name is everybody out there. His name is Andrew Michon. Yeah. He is my favorite comedian in oh. the entire goddamn world. Uh, I don't want to say up and coming because I feel like that might uh, offend you, but I feel like you are about to pop oh, in such a major you. way. You are about to take over. Wow. Uh, you know the world of comedy. Thanks for saying that. I know. I can't believe it. And uh, you know, and of course, we dated. We don't date anymore. We're just friends, platonic friends. Right. But of course, my taste and my sensibility. It's perfect. Of course, you're about to pop off after we've done dating. It's just, it's just right. it's happened every time. Yeah, you were just the boost I needed. Too. Listen, <laughs> I have dated a lot of guys who have who have been very successful after we broke up. Right. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Father John Misty, ever heard of that cool ass dude? Yeah, after you dated him, I heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this yeah. rapport is good. I this love rapport it. is real good. <laughs> oh my god, I'm copying you. I think it's pronounced report. I gotta get like out of here. Like a book report. Hey, uh, can we wrap this up? Yeah. Uh, I think it's been longer than two minutes. Oh, okay. Well, oh. that's good. I don't want to get a ticket. Um, listen, you. Well, yeah, I got my water bottle. Um, got your... It's cool. Aristotle's sitting much closer to us than I would have imagined. He's always there lurking. But lately, he's been dipping out of the podcast. Oh, really? He's been dipping out. And I'm thinking, oh, well, I'm copying you. Or am I copying you when I say, that's, I'm thinking... I think Brent says that more. You say that too, though. Sometimes, maybe. I'm not saying... I'm not that. That isn't meant to say that you copy Brent. No, I understand. Just saying, I, th- I I copy him because people hang out. And when you hang out with someone, you end up adopting their speech patterns. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm just living my life. And, uh, living my <laughs> life. Oh my god, do an impression of me. I'll do it in a minute, but I just wanted to talk about Aristotle more. Yeah. So every time I listen to the podcast, and I do listen to it, I think you it's great. Do? Yeah, yeah. I listen to most of the episodes. Oh my yeah. god, thank you. And um, I think it's good, but 
That sounded bizarre. That sounded like you're like, I think no, it's no, good, no. but I did, it no, could I think it, I think it's very good, but I'm always like, man, everyone's always talking about Aristotle, but I now see it's because he's so <laughs> close to us. He's right there. I don't think anyone's talked about the proximity. I assume that he's like in the booth over in the corner. In the booth? There's like, you in know, the booth? a piece of glass or something. Actually, actually, isn't it like that on the Todd Glass show? You are behind glass. It's, it's a joke. It's oh, a joke. Oh, he's not. So see, he's so close to us. It's funny. But by the way, the, okay, so... Aristotle started to get, I, I don't know if it's because he either hates me or he loves me so much and feels so comfortable <laughs> with me, but he started to dip out of podcast episodes. Just leave. And I think he's going in the men's room. Turns out he's not. I just found out he's like going across the street for coffee. Ooh. He's going to the flower shop, buying his friend's flowers. What? <laughs> when you asked, I thought you meant after the podcast. Oh, not during. Because sometimes you pop out during. What are you doing then? Gross stuff. I don't want to know. Hey, hey, hey. We've had enough, <laughs> Aristotle. But here's the thing. When Aristotle leaves, what he doesn't know is... It gets so weird with me and the guests really? that I actually realize, like, you need him. I need Aristotle here as a buffer because, in a way, I'm subconsciously entertaining Aristotle. He makes me feel safe. Right. And uh, then I'm like, I was like talking about this to my therapist yesterday. I was like, Was Aristotle there as well? Oh, I wish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but I was like, even on the walk home from therapy, and I walk like four miles to therapy, I was like, I just got to. He's got to be – he, he's a person. He should be able to leave the thing if he wants. Like, I, I should get over this. Like, is it his fault? Is it my problem? Is it both? Like, but I think I need him there. He's a char- – because he is a character on the show. Yeah, he's laughing. I mean, he's I, laughing. I see him over there right now. He's laughing, yeah. having fun. and uh, Having a good time, you know? And I always see people talking about him. I'm like, what is this guy doing? But I get it now. <laughs> I get the energy. I just had a meltdown before you got here. I was like, listen, Aristotle, I'm two days late having my period. I'm very emotional. Mm-hmm. It's a full moon. I'm about to get way weird. Are we friends? How are we doing? Are we okay? Mm-hmm. And I basically just had a conversation with myself, and I think I actually made him not like me. Oh, my God. I think he came in loving me. You and always then... say that, though. You always say you think he doesn't like you. I think that's wrong. He likes me? Yeah. Aristotle, say something. Yes. Yes. The yes, answer what? Is yes. yes, what? Aristotle likes you. He's here He's here every day waiting for you. You show up some of the days. <laughs> I show up. <laughs> <laughs> he's here every day. Just... <laughs> I hope Alexi comes, you know, I don't know. And then you show up and you guys hang out. I showed up. Yeah, that's why we hung out the other day. Put that phone on airplane mode when I'm trying to text. Oh my God, he is the worst at responding to text though. Oh, really? Can we just, (laughs) this is going to be the special Aristotle edition. Yeah, it actually, we have to work on our communication better. I get that from everyone. Okay, it has to change with us because it actually affects my mood and makes me sad. And by the way, I've actually gone on Snapchat tirades because I know Aristotle's not on Snapchat where I will talk about Aristotle. What? And one night I was up very late wearing a very sultry outfit. And we will get to you, Andrew, in a sure, moment. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I just left a word for Aristotle. He still hasn't called me back. I, left, I did this on Snapchat like two weeks ago. And I went, I, and, his, his, and I'll wrap this up. This is what I said on Snapchat. I went, here's the thing. I don't think Aristotle means to hurt me. I think he just doesn't know that he has an effect on people. <laughs> I don't think he knows he has an effect on people and that he matters. And that's... That's, uh, I mean, that's like the classic lesson from anything, I think. (laughs) No, is that, no, it's true though. I I think a thing that happens a lot, um, don't look at my notes. No, I'm not even, I'm just looking blankly into the notes. But, uh, I think a thing that happens a lot is people take things personally when it's just not about them. Yeah. Like if Aristotle doesn't respond to your text, it's not that he doesn't like you, it's that he doesn't like texting. He doesn't like himself. Well, I don't know. No, no, he doesn't (laughs) think that he matters. He doesn't think he has an effect on people. Maybe he, he thinks he's invisible, but really, I'm like, but I'll send a bunch of texts. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just, I just want to be heard. Right. I understand it is frustrating not to get a response to a text, but I think anytime someone does something to you, whether it's a text or something in person that you feel like slighted or you feel like that person doesn't like you, and if it's someone that you don't, I, don't, I think but it's usually. But sometimes I actually just, need information, though. I know. I hear you, but it's usually just not a personal thing. 
but it is hard not to take it personally. Yeah. But then the funny thing is I told my therapist this, and then we'll actually get to the interview uh, sure. that has to do with you. I'm interested in you're, you're not, all of it. Okay. My, um, wait, what was I saying? Oh, something about my therapist. Oh, yeah. But then I told my therapist, uh, but the funny thing is Lawrence, because his name is Lawrence, uh-huh. uh, he looks like Santa Claus, and he wears a crystal, and it's awesome, and it's great. Uh, I go, uh, the thing is, Lawrence, what I do remember is, I, know, I don't think it's personal, because the minute I walk into that studio every Thursday at noon, and I see Aristotle's face, everything melts away, because just looking at his face, he pretends to be grumpy, he's not grumpy, he's a kind-hearted soul, and I just love looking at him. This, this is good for you to know how much I think about you, Aristotle, <laughs> wow. and how I process well, of course he's happy to see you. I mean, he just spent six days here waiting for you, and you didn't show up either day. <laughs> and finally, on Thursday, he's like, okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'll pop she in. Came. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Slide right in there. Yeah. Four minutes still. Oh, my yeah. God. Boy, Aristotle. I actually asked him for a hug, and then uh, he flinched. Oh, really? no. No, I touched his shoulder, and he, <laughs> he flinched. I was like, that's not a good sign. Anyway. All right. But, yeah, I said I look at his face, and the, my uh, everything melts away, and then I and then I feel okay. That's good. So that's what I have to tap into when he's not responding to my emails or my texts. Um, yeah. But that's fine. Just maybe take a picture of him for your contact uh, under his name, and then you can look I at can that look face. I can look at that face. And be like, you I can know look what? At, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's just trying the best he can. Yeah. He's, listen, I'm much older than him. I think way too much. It's not yeah, personal. Write all that in the little picture. In the little it'll picture. It'll be over the picture. In it'll be the like little, a, oh, my God. <laughs> it'll be like a meme, but it's just like. Last thing I'll say that's embarrassing. I, mean, I want to talk to you about Snapchat versus, okay. versus Instasnap. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I, I was like, like a weird predator. Mm-hmm. I like looked at Aristotle's Instasnap and then I texted him being like, busted, just saw your Instasnap. I know you're awake right now. Wow. Yeah, it's not. Not, it's not weird it, at all. It's not pretty over here. But I feel like he loves it. Anyway, how are you? I'm great. This is amazing. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is probably the best podcast we've done ever. We've? Together? <laughs> yeah, definitely the best podcast that we've done. First together. and best and yeah. me and Aristotle. Oh, this is cool. Like, this is perfect. I'm loving it. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um. Tell me, and we'll, it's going to be a tangential journey. I understand. I've listened. Uh, which ones have you listened to? Um, I've listened to most of them. Yeah, or at least you know, dip my toes into most of them. Dip in your toe. But I've listened to a lot of them to to full. We have to talk about uh, your fucking amazing pilot that oh, you made thanks. that I watched. It is unbelievable. Oh, thanks for saying that. Listen, I wow. thought I didn't want you back. Thought I wasn't in love with you anymore. Right. I want you back. You watched You're about to acting. blow up. Wow. I watched your <laughs> You are incredible. It's oh, thanks for watching It's so it. funny. Okay, so tell me about this. Is it, it's, it's for TBS? Yeah, I wish there was a way. Yeah, I mean... Can we talk about it? Yeah, we can talk about it. I think it's fine. What? Um, the hell? what? No, I wish there was a way for people to see it, is all I'm saying. Well, that... Okay, well, you made it. Yeah. It's... What's the deal with it? I don't know. So this... Com- <sighs> oh, no. Oh, brother. Oh, jeez. Uh, this company, Super Deluxe, which has been putting out a lot of great videos lately. They've been making a lot of content that I think is very good. I was going to do and... something with them, but then they shunned me. I feel shunned by them. Oh, really? I don't know. I think if you reach out again, they'll probably respond. I got nothing to really pitch, though. Okay. Well, Except for maybe a, the issue. Maybe a cool show with Aristotle, yeah. which is actually my dream. Okay, okay. but go on. Yes? Um, so, you know, Super Deluxe, we've, uh, my friend Zed Kutzinger and I, we uh, pitched a bunch of ideas to them, and then one of them they kind of liked, and then we kind of developed it from a short web thing to more of like a TV pilot type thing. Could and... you tell the story so it's like not boring and fun and get to the point? Just kidding. This is why we broke up. Wait Just kidding. A second. <laughs> Just kidding. And by the way, I love Zed. Zed. Zed's great. I love looking at his face. Looking at his face. Have you watched his Instagram stories lately? 
No. They're very good. He I don't does, even know if I follow him. He does these uh, interviews that are very funny. Oh, my God. I got to get set no, on the show. Ch- check out the interviews. Um, I'm going to talk about right now. Okay, okay, so let's just talk about everything but me today. Okay, no, no. So, so yes. Yeah, so, you, so we you pitched these ideas, up. and then one of them they liked, and then we developed into a pilot. And then uh, we shot the pilot, like, maybe four months ago, five months ago. And then it c- took a long time to be edited because there are ghosts in it. Um, oh, so yeah. So there's a lot of visual effects, Special as, effects, as you saw. Visual effects. And, um, yeah, I'm very proud of it. I think it's very good. And TBS owns super deluxe so they have like a first look deal with them mm-hmm. so they're going to look at it first and then from there we can um, shop it around to anywhere if uh, TBS is not interested. When are they going to look, look at it? I don't know the timeline. I'm God kind of a bit it. in the dark. In the uh, dark? Yeah, it's kind of hard to like have worked Ugh. so hard on this thing and then just kind of be sitting around waiting but I think that's how it is. Now, who are you waiting on? Super, super deluxe? deluxe? to like figure out what their plan is. Now, did you write it and tell me who... I wrote it with Zed. And, Who directed it? Um, this guy, Daniel Gray Longino. He directs like Curl Show, Portlandia. Wait, say his Mans- name again? Daniel Gray Longino. How old is this guy? I don't know, mid 30s. Uh, L O N G I N O. He's very funny. He directs a lot of shows that I really like. I met him on Portlandia like a few years ago when he was just an editor. Who did he edit the show as well? He was worked very closely with the editor. He basically edited it. Yeah, I mean him and this guy Santi edited it together. The story is rapidly changing, fast and furious. They You're edited like, it kind together. Of did it. I don't know. No, uh, they yeah. did it together. I mean, that's the cool thing about working with a director who used to be an editor for so long. Is it's like he's like he's so watch. good about shooting. He knows exactly what shots we need, what shots we don't, and it was just uh, we shot that in four days. So it was you a shot very it in quick. Four days. What was the budget? I don't know my business. Tell I don't me. know. You truthfully, don't. I think... you, you shot at Reseda High School. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We rented a high school for a day. Wait, uh, wait, but wait. high school was in session when we shot it. We it, just shot it in the gym and then like the hallway and the outdoor section. It was incredible. Tell us about the show and also who made the choices for the music, which added to the humor. Um, the di- editor just chose music that's like for free on the music library. Oh. You know that song that sounds like Elliot Smith in there? Yes. That's not Elliot Smith. I couldn't believe it. I was <laughs> like, like mu- wow, they're using Elliot Smith. That's exactly but, what I saw that. No, it's like a music library fake. I think the way these music libraries work is they'll just like copy any famous songwriter just so you have a song that sounds like whatever I love you're that. looking for. That sounds great. It's very weird. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I'm not a musician. Yeah. Um, tell us what, uh, tell us and everybody listening. What me it's and about. Every- yeah, and Aristotle too. Yeah. Before um, he leaves. Before he gets out of here. JK. <laughs> Okay. Uh, he is gone. So what? <laughs> Aristotle. Oh, so okay. So I am a high school student in the pilot, and uh, my family dies, and then they come back as ghosts, and then they have to raise me as ghosts until I become a man. It's You're like amazing. until their unfinished business is finished. And in the show, me becoming a man is defined as me losing my virginity. So it's kind of like this high school coming of age, like boy tries to get a date for the dance type thing, mixed with this like weird, like existential and like kind of confusing ghost stuff that's like has all these weird implications and so it's just kind of like the humor in it is basically just um tropes um from sitcoms but just sped up very quickly and without any context for why they're happening so it's like in one scene i asked this girl out or no this girl asks me to come over to come study and she's like the nerdy girl at school and then in the next scene for no reason and with no explanation she's like super hot and wearing a nice dress so it's like you know that that trope of like her friends tell her to wear this and take off her glasses and whatever but like because those tropes are so familiar you don't actually need any of the specifics you just like have from point a to point c and you just like don't need to know what happens in the middle and it's funny because of that i think i didn't even realize it but i did probably subconsciously just go along with it because i was like I get, yeah, yeah she's yeah. here to woo him i know but it's like I don't it's even, just yeah. like there's no you don't know who she is you don't know why she it's just like all of a sudden she's like hot and yeah. it's just very who, confusing who played her this girl named blaine saunders she did really well she was like she crushed it i didn't say she didn't no, no, I'm just very happy with her performance. Yeah, she Everyone's was great. performance is great. Oh my God, you got Brent Weinbach, uh-huh. you got John Ennis, uh-huh. 
who are the other people? Alice Wetterland is Alice in it. Alice Wetterland was great. She did really great. This girl, uh, this woman, Carrie Coleman, was the mother, and she was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Greg Turkington is in it a little bit. He's Neil Hamburger. I don't know if you know Wait, him. Wait, he was Neil Hamburger? He is Neil Hamburger, he, but in the show he was plays... Was he the guidance counselor? The guidance counselor, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And you're, the, the checking off. Okay, so... There's just so many amazing moments in this thing. Like, oh, my God. Like, when everybody... Can I tell... Sure, thing? I guess. When people speed off, like, for no reason on those, like, uh, tennis shoes with oh, wheels. Oh, Heelys. Yeah, there's a lot of Heelys, Heelys. In the It's show. hilarious for all of a sudden. And then it's like, <laughs> they're speeding off on Heelys, like, real fast. <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. It's yeah. hilarious. And you, like, have the book ended, like, the checklist of, like, uh, yeah. you know, nailing... Oh, what, what do you say when you're giving a... Giving the speech where you're like Webby's? Wait, what Webby's is... Dicky. I'm talking... I'm trying to say Webby. Webster's Dictionary, but I'm very nervous. Yo, Webby's so I'm just like, Webby. Uh, Webby's, Webby's Dicky. Oh, no, no, Webby's Dick. Oh, sorry. Oh my God, your acting is great. Oh, thanks. Uh, I. Yeah, I, I mean, but take full credit. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you I can't. Me. You have. I mean, listen. When I met you. Yeah. You're I was twelve years old. You're twelve years old. A little too old for me. Yeah. But I was like, let's do this. No. Uh. And uh. I mean, I'm gonna say it, Andrew. Sure. Gonna say it. You're going to open mics. Sure. I met you. How do we meet? Um, through Brent Weinbach, who has done this podcast, who you went to elementary school with. Yeah, but we didn't really meet through him. Yeah, we did. We were at a, a comedy show that he was on, and we just oh, said hi to yeah. each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. How quickly, how quickly you forget. I forget. Okay. Yeah. And we're done here. So, Aristotle, was it a good show? It was That's awesome. That's how it'll be after. He left. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. I just, like, choked on my own phlegm. Yeah. Very oh. cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I did it again. <laughs> yeah, double, double cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm laughing harder and louder than the episode of my box. Wow. No. Competition I'm here. not saying it is, but you won. Okay. Oh, wow. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I should just leave on a high note. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. I think I'm copying you there, too. I don't do that. Oh. <laughs> that was weird. I think you used to. No, no, no. I don't think that's not a thing. Oh, my God. Oh, we have so much fun. Where it's have you been? Blast. No, uh, man. Listen, hands off, ladies. Andrew has a girlfriend, okay? Yeah. So back the fuck off. Right. Um, but we have such a good... I think we had we got along better as friends than True, even yeah. dating because I think I was so scared I was so bizarre and uncomfortable and like mixed signals and unavailable and like trying to wiggle out and start a fight or test you in right. that like you know moment we dated that that then oh here's a point uh-huh. I want to make <clears throat> excuse her that phlegm yeah. <laughs> get rid of that phlegm so I can lay my heart on yeah. the line um and I tweeted something like this recently uh, oh. reflecting on this uh. It's weird because when you start dating someone, I feel like you expect to like everything to be perfect and trust them and feel comfortable and cozy and know them like immediately. You want all this like, mm-hmm. I mean, for me at least, or maybe people in general. And it's weird because like we've dated, we've stopped dating, we've remained friends, like we know each other, we continue to know each other. It's been over over a year, or, like maybe well, two almost years, two years. Almost, yeah. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> but um, and I feel like I'm still getting to know you and learning to trust you, or I feel like. Wow, why did I expect everything to be like solid and perfection and cozy and like the way it's supposed to be and feel completely comfortable like a week in or uh-huh. something when it takes time to like get to know someone and so it's uh Have you experienced that with anyone like complete well, yeah. trust and comfort? I have, but I'm just noticing that like, you know, even with my friends who mm-hmm. I've dated and I remain friends with most of my people that I've dated. Yeah, me too. You know. Yeah, like I'm I'm just like it's our relationships are still evolving and trust is still being built and we're still really getting, you know, and I'm still getting to know them. So uh, anyway, I just noticed uh, that was just an aside. Well, I think trust comes from experiences and from repeated situations where, oh, I can trust this person for these yeah, reasons. So yeah. I think it's hard to have that immediately Immediate- happen. Yeah. yeah. Like even after a, 
yeah, you're just this wonderful, magical, wonderful, great person. Oh, where, uh, oh yeah, so I just feel like after we dated and we we're just friends, that's uh, you are a. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I could be a fully, fully me, and we got along even better. Yeah, because then you can hear how I spiral when I do date. Sure, and you can give me advice and be like, "What now? Yeah. What?" Um, but yeah, and for those of you listening, Andrew has a. Uh, this is why he's such a great friend. Uh-huh. Was drunk out and about one night. He had to. Uh, you took me. You took me home. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, got, I got that. me to my apartment. You were very drunk. This okay. Is after we- <laughs> okay. After yes, after we dated. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You got me home. I I I left my phone in your car. You were you were just like uh, you got me in there. I think you left water for me. Yeah, I just wanted you to be alive. Not dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Another time, I was dating someone uh, during our friendship. Uh-huh. Dating a new person had a urinary tract infection from that person. You're such a good friend. You left the restaurant we're at, went next door, got uh, unsweetened cranberry juice for me. To make me feel better from a urinary tri- infection that you didn't even give me. Right. I yeah. thought that was incredible. Yeah. A testament to you. It's true. How long have you been doing stand-up comedy? Um, since like 2009. I started doing it in college. Oh my God. What college did you go to? I went to a Reed College in Portland, Oregon. It's a small liberal arts school. Um, and did you, uh, did anything you learned there help you uh, as far as now is concerned? Uh, I think, I think I've heard this said many times by lots of people, but I think college is, you know, a life experience that prepares you for life in different ways. Maybe not specifically based on what you studied. I was like a religious studies and anthropology and history major. Uh-huh. Hilarious. It's so funny. Funny stuff. And nothing that I studied is some, it doesn't influence my life in any way now. I don't like think about the books that I read or the stuff that I learned. I just, you know, went to college. It was very academically rigorous and I made a lot of friends and I learned about life a little bit. And then I pretty early on knew that I wanted to do entertainment industry stuff. Entertainment industry stuff? Yeah. Like I wanted to be a comedian or actor or whatever. Yeah. How come? Like what made you go, I want to do that? And what made you feel like I I am good at this? I could be good at this? I don't know. I think I was always funny or used, used humor. How tall are you? Six. Two? Maybe? Six two? Yeah. Unbelievable. Six two? I thought you were six one. Somewhere around there. I'm in the between. Wait, let me guess your astrological sign, then we'll get back to college and all okay. that stuff. Wait, I can't remember. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Libra. Uh no. Wait, oh, don't tell me. Cancer. No. I'm not doing this as a bit. I swear to God, I do like doing this. That's why sure. I try to do it when I do it ever when I ever whenever whenever I do go on stage, I like to do this because it's something I actually do in my life, which is right now. Right. Um Sagittarius. No. Libra. No, you said Gemini. that already. Gemini. Actually, I am a Libra, actually. Second time you asked me, I'm going to cave in. No, no, no. Yes. Are you a Libra? No. Oh, and you're an Aquarius like me. Yeah. Oh, ethereal and dreamy. Uh-huh. Fantastic. That's what I thought. Okay, so yeah. you're, at, you're at your school that you're at. The yeah. Useless school. Useless. You're like, entertainment, showbiz, here I come. I just knew that I wanted to do that <laughs> stuff. So basically my school was like, a lot of people went to grad school afterwards. And I knew I didn't want that. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I'll study this, I'll get a degree, and then I'll try to do more comedy stuff. And I started doing like improv, like my sophomore year of college. I joined the improv team. And then I like did write comedy writing. My friend and I started like the satirical newspaper. And then my senior year, I started doing stand up just in Portland in general. Mm-hmm. And then kept doing that afterwards. Are you impressed with how many notes I have for you? Yeah, you've got a lot of notes. That's cool. Yeah. Pre- yeah. Preparation work. Because yeah. you know what? You're not just a friend here. I'm a note. No. Oh, okay. Oh, thank God you don't do comedy. Thank <laughs> yeah. God you don't do improv. You have to be like quick-witted right there. Okay. No, that's actually a written bit. So. Epic fail. Oh, okay, well, you know, yeah. toss it out. Oh, my God, it's another joke from your pilot. That's so hilarious when you when you, uh, full, when you you uh, wad up your, your speech. Oh, yeah. And you throw it in the trash bin. And what does it say on the trash bin? It says discarded speeches. Discarded speeches. <laughs> yeah. You had to be there. You got to see it. You got to see it for yourself, I wish. Guys. I hope people can see it. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's so interesting to have made this thing that it's like, 
it almost feels like it doesn't exist because it's like I made it, it took so long, we worked so hard on it, and it's like no <sighs> one's seen it. Yeah. People kind of ask about it, and I'm like, I don't really know. Yeah. Also, what could very well happen is if it does get bought, they they could very well be like, okay, we're going to reshoot the whole thing. So like, it may never get seen. It's very interesting. That's how I feel about my short film that you acted in. Right. Because I'm, I'm I submitted to festivals, and the only place it's going to play, uh, it, you know, it will be at Cinefamily for like a song, but like otherwise, it's just a link, right? A, a hidden, a hidden password protected link. But then you're going to put it up on non-password protected, right? Yeah, but first I'm going to wait to see if I could get right, some, like, to get like South by or Sundance yeah, or yeah, Woodstock yeah. or whatever I submitted to places. Um, oh man, so we met. Um, we met. Oh yeah, I had just gotten out of my. Oh no, maybe I was in a relationship and I was living my goddamn life and I was on Hillhurst, Vermont. Vermont. Oh shit! Oh, I'm just very good with directions. Oh shit! <laughs> no, I just know where we were. You clearly loved me once, and that's fine. <laughs> and now we are platonic friends. And that's great. That's even better. It's morphed into something deeper because now you get to see the hundred. You get to see hundred percent of me as opposed to sixty-seven percent. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. You get to know the inner workings of this beast. Sure. Right, Aristotle. <laughs> Let's high five. Okay, Aristotle. they're close enough that they can. So. <laughs> Let's high five too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> always a hit in comedy. Yeah. Anyway. High fives on a podcast always <laughs> a huge laugh. But always fucking kill. Yeah. Okay, so I was living my goddamn life. I'm getting mm-hmm. back to how we met, mm-hmm. celebrating us, the story of us, if you will. Sure. <clears throat> That's my shen- shamanic phlegm pouch. Shem- shamanic phlegm pouch. Interesting. <laughs> I, I, I try to do drugs with a friend, and I, I like, uh, and I never do drugs. And I'm not, right. You don't do drugs, do you? I did drugs recently, and it was bad. But... You did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What yeah. the hell did you do? I did mushrooms maybe like six months ago or something. What with your girlfriend? No, 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 with a friend. How long have you been with your girlfriend for? About five months, maybe. Oh, only five months? Yeah. Oh, my God. And you guys are moving in? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you excited? Yeah, it's going very well. Well, like, that's a big step. You've never lived with anybody, have you? Yeah, it's true. I've never lived with anyone, um, I, but I also had never dated her, so. I love it. There you go. A very good answer. Oh, no, she's just great. We get along very well. It's very, um, yeah, we're just, like, great for each other. And she lived, like, two blocks away, so at a certain point, it's like, we were just spending all our time at my place, and then she'd kind of be like, oh, we need to stay at my place more. Yeah. But then it just, like, didn't really make sense. And, and you were then, like, no. Yeah. No. I said, no. No. <laughs> I think a good way to get what you want is just say no. Yeah. Make them come to you. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. I do it at a lot of restaurants and stuff. You do? Yeah, I'm like, hey, does this have gluten in it? And they say yes, and I say no. And then they fix it. It works every time. If you want to laugh like I'm laughing right now, come see Andrew Michon. Uh, You have a comedy night every month? It's a nightly show. Uh, We do it every night at 7 p.m. at The Grove. (laughs) I wish that were true, actually. (laughs) Because I love The Grove. Um, in uh, no, in I a do, platonic way. I do a monthly show at UCB Franklin in Los Angeles. You mean the cool one? The good. I mean the they're, good they're one. Good. You just said like, it. You just listen, said it. You just said that it. It's too political. I like this. I personally think for stand up, the stage at UCB Franklin is better. It's co- it's cozier. It's, it's like, cozier. It's like theater. Yeah, I like yeah. when you repeat what I say. It's cozier. It's cozier. It's cozier. It's like you got audience Aristotle length away from you. Aristotle length, and that's good. <laughs> we like, like it like that. Yeah, we do. Theater in the round. <laughs> yeah. So when is your good look show? Uh, it's once a month. It's every first Wednesday at 8 p.m. That's every first Wednesday. At every 8 p.m. first Wednesday of the month at 8 p.m. It always sells out. The lineups are good. Always sells out. The lineups are good. Come check it out. Come check it out. It's called Good Looks. It's called Good Looks. And for all the information, you can go to goodlookscomedy.tumblr.com. Is that what it is? Yeah. Or just search Google or go to the UCB website. Search Google. I just text Alexi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um <clears throat> Shamanic pouch. Okay, mm-hmm. so you did you did mushroom. Listen, listen, hold on. As we know, yeah, 
as we know, this show is and will always be a tangential journey. Yeah, notes, notes or no notes. We're going all over the place. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're yeah. We got it. We're putting a pin, as they say in showbiz in Tinseltown over uh-huh. here. Putting a pin in how we met. Sure. We're gonna put a pin in a question I have yet to ask, okay. which is how pin you it. met your girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and uh, but right now I want to go full throttle into. You doing mushrooms six six months well, ago? Well, listen. So I used to do mushrooms like once a year. I don't you do. Did? I, I don't drink at all. I don't really smoke pot. It's too much for me. It's but, too much for me too. But in college, I, I would do mushrooms like once a year, and I thought it was beneficial. I thought it gave me a perspective on things, and I thought it was fun. And I usually had pretty good experiences. And I I just I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it can be very healthy for your brain. I guess. Yeah. But. The last time I did mushrooms was like three or four years ago, and I just had a bad trip. I don't really know why. I just just kind of spiraled and was very, very out of it. Didn't really know like my name, or maybe I just did too much. It was like just very, very crazy. How much did you take? Because now that I'm, tr- you know, eight thousand. So no, laughing <laughs> 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 like a crazy person over here. It's crazy. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, we did tea. It just it just hit me for whatever reason. And I remember there was a very funny moment when I was on mushrooms. This is like three or four years ago. I'm with my friend Alex Schmidt, who you know. And um, I think you guys have met. Wait. Maybe you never met. Alex, that she lives story, in New York. That she gets, story she, crumbled. She lives in New York. Doesn't matter. Wait, um, but she's giving you your stick and tattoos. She gives me all my tattoos and stuff. Oh my God. That, did you ever date her? No, we've just been friends. A lot of I feel like you met her, right? Did I, am I wrong about that? Alex. Whatever. We'll, doesn't matter. Listen, this is We'll talk about this later. Later. Okay. Uh, so I was with her and I was with my friend Kevin. Or, or no, I'm sorry. I was with my friend Paul. And, Make sure you uh, get this straight. It's listen, important. This is very important. No, <laughs> okay. I'm with my friend Paul, I'm with my friend Alex, and I just, I don't know, I just felt like I, the drugs were just too much or something, and then I just like spiraled and got too deep into it. And there was a very funny moment where I'm talking to Alex and Paul, and I'm like, uh, is everything going to be okay? And they're like, yes. And I was like, for everyone? <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, sure. And I said, always? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, we can't, that's too far. We cannot promise that everything will be okay for everyone always. So I don't know. I was just just thinking about too much and yeah. feeling too too emotional or something. So that was bad. And I just thought, okay, mushrooms aren't for me anymore. But I also was in a weird place in my life. I was like about to move to Los Angeles. I was like scared. I don't know. I just didn't have as much of my shit together. Yeah. And then about six months ago, I just I was feeling really good about myself. I was feeling really good about where I was in my life. Everything was going pretty well. Because you had met me and you were like, this is great. Yeah, we, just friends. Well, I had met like, you great. and we decided to become friends. So everything was going really we were well. We like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Our banter is phenomenal. Keep it was going. perfect. Yeah. No, so I just felt like, I don't know. I felt like I'm at a different point in my life. Um, and again, I don't drink or really smoke pots. But I just felt like, you know, this. I think this could be good. And I used to enjoy this. So why don't I try it again? So I went with my friend to the woods. Um, Who's this friend? I'm not going to say okay, his name. Okay, good. That was a test. See? <laughs> you say what you want to say. Don't say what you don't want to say. Yeah, so me and Tom Cruise are in the woods. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. This guy, I'm telling you. Andrew Michelle, ladies wow. and gentlemen. Incredible. So we're in the woods, mm-hmm. and um, we went to like the San Bernardino National Forest. It's very pretty up there. If you go up the two, I think San Bernardino, if you go up the two, or no, Los Angeles National Forest. We'll that's what Google it's called. it. We'll get there. It's By the way, beautiful. You go, you go up the two, and then you're just like in the middle of the woods. It's really awesome. Scary, and I feel like there are a lot of murders there. Actually, aren't there? I don't think Aristotle's so. like mid about to blow his nose. I just heard him, and I'm he's like, got, he's got a knife. It's covered in blood. He's like, I don't know. I murder here. He's like, who would have thunk it? Okay, <laughs> I do all the murders here. It's way harder. So we're up there in the woods, and then 
we had these chocolates, but I think it's a bad idea. I think yeah. you should always just like do the actual thing because in the chocolate, you don't know how much is a dose and everyone's body is different. And when you can see the actual physical mushroom, I think you just can get used to it. I don't know. For whatever reason, we did these chocolates. I heard the same thing. Actually, it's true. Yeah. And then at first, it didn't really do anything. So we ate a little bit more. But even then, I was still eating half of a dose. So I thought I was okay. And then I just got way too high. And it was like so scary and just like was just we're like we walked to this waterfall it was like an hour and a half hike and then we're just like in the middle of nowhere just like way too high like i like threw up it was just like awful and then i just like was not coming down at all like seven or eight hours later and so i i i was just way too high to drive and i wasn't trying to but he was fine at this point because he did drugs more often than i did tom cruise oh uh, yeah my friend tom yeah but he didn't know how to drive stick and my car was stick so together with the two of us we just like couldn't go anywhere we're in the middle of the woods it's like at this point 10 p.m it's no. been dark for like three hours no. we've just been sitting in my car in the dark and i'm like still high but just ultimately just exhausted and just like want to be out of there i'm like covered in dirt and like just feeling really awful and just really wanted to leave and we couldn't because like the car thing and then like we finally like got to a point where i was like okay enough to maybe teach him how to drive stick so we're at the top of the hill so this is insane it's crazy so okay. i i taught him to drive and there, by the way there's no cars around it's the middle of the woods there's like it's not like we're gonna danger anyone except ourselves there's no cars around and he's totally sober at this point he's like completely fine but i just like was too high to even help him anyways eventually i taught him to drive stick and then it was downhill so he was able to do it all the way downhill and then as soon as we got service on our cell phones we just parked the car and then took an uber home so we just like tried to get it is we just like wanted to get home and we just like couldn't do it but we eventually did and i will never do that again oh my! it was God. just too much i don't know i thought i could handle it but for whatever reason my brain is not into that yeah i i did dmt which is very unlike me right and when i asked the guy i was with uh, when i said uh i said am i am i okay is everything okay am i gonna be okay his answer was i don't know are you okay <laughs> and and he prides himself on being like I, I made him. I thought this is going to be the guy. This is right. probably the best guy to do drugs with. Yeah. He's a pro, and I just can't think of like a less kind, warm, cozy answer. Yeah, and maybe just be like, "What? That's Fuck!" Very weird. Even then, I knew like, "Well, you're no help," and I kind of just turned inward and was just like, "I'll, t- I'll, I'll get through this myself." And I also like, uh, you know, I do drink, and the bummer is sometimes I drink and it's fun and it's nice and I can handle. And it's like a, a beer or two, and that's whatever. Mm-hmm. But then if I have too much or and I go unconscious, that's when, like, the worst stuff happens. So it's such a weird, slippery slope. And I feel like in an ideal world, I feel like, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, psychedelics are cool. And I'm all for, like, learning about, like, different types of consciousness and expanding my consciousness and all this stuff. But uh, I think it's really graceful and nice to, like, kind of walk through. It's weird and difficult and cool and graceful to, like, learn how to navigate and walk through life sober. Mm -hmm. Because that's when you really have to, like, figure out, like, how do I process? What do I do? What kind of tools can I use? Talking to behavioral therapy, talking to myself, like just like, I don't know. It's it's tougher to do it that way. I do think psychedelics are cool. Yeah. I, I think psychedelics, like... maybe people think that it can be like a quick fix or oh, like yeah. a key and You're you just, just unlock it or yeah. something, which can be true. I'm not saying it's not. It's an ass. I mean, that's why I tried. There's a risk there yeah. because it can be too much or you, you can't handle it, which happened to me. And then, you know, the sober thing, it just takes a bit longer to figure those things out, maybe. It takes a bit longer. Like, like oh, I'm the, in therapy. The, yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, sometimes people think mushrooms as like a therapy thing. They look at it that way. I mean, maybe I, I've still not done mushrooms. Maybe I'll try. I won't do 5,000 like you yeah. with Tom Cruise or it's whoever. Just too much. I don't know. For me, it's just too much. But I've, very, done, I've done it maybe like 15 times in my life. Like, I've done it a few times. Ton- maybe a few. 10. 15, 10, whatever. That's a lot. Maybe 10, yeah. You're 6'2". You're, yeah. very, you're slender. How much do you weigh? Uh, three. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, but b- back to your pilot really quick. It was uh, it's so funny for so many reasons. Like Thank the, you. the music choices, your acting is so great. Oh, I was so proud of. It. I can't believe you were just like. Uh, well, I can't believe it. I don't want to say that. No, no, no. That's the biggest acting job I've ever had. And I think I'm, I was, that was actually the most thing, the thing I was most nervous about going into it. Yeah. Because I wrote it. I knew it was funny. I knew everyone on board was competent. The actors we had hired were all people I know and have seen and have worked with and I think are very funny. So I was very competent. I just felt very good about everyone else. Yeah. But I definitely had the least experience out of everyone there as yeah. far as being an actor and also was the lead. And I was very nervous about that. Um, you were hilarious. Thank you. You really rose to the occasion. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and uh oh god what are, oh yeah like even moments where you're like oh just even like i like it because there are things in it that are so honest and true and real and so it's like grounded in like emotional stuff where it's like but i do care like your yeah parents, yeah andrew's parents tell him uh you know in order to get a girl to lose her, his virginity they say uh, you know you gotta gotta be cool act like you don't care wait what is it don't care and what else just be cool be cool and don't care and then and then andrew's like but i do care and like just uh I don't know. This, these are such like stripped away, honest. That's my favorite kind of comedy also. Right. And, like what I feel is like the goal is to like strip away and get to the core uh, feelings that people have. Yeah. Because that helps you connect to totally. people. I think for me, my comedic tastes, and I tried to, um, Zed and I tried to make this happen in, in our show, is just um, I like it when absurd stuff happens. I think it's funny when there's like no rules about about the world and like crazy things happening and someone showing up and then just being gone. Like I like all that absurd stuff. But I don't like it when characters act absurdly or don't act in a real and genuine way. Yeah. So I like the situations to be absurd, but I think the characters have to have emotional responses that are grounded. Yeah. And you have to care about what they care about. And they have to care about something in a real way. So if, you know, my parents die, it's absurd. The whole thing is absurd, but I'm sad about it. And there's a genuine scene where I'm very sad. And I think that's needed. Otherwise, you just have characters that are acting like, I don't know, it's just like you can tell that their responses are written. Because they're just saying the funniest thing in that situation. Yeah. And I don't like movies or TV shows where the characters are always just trying to say the funniest thing at the expense of emotional um, reality. You're so right. Oh, that's so great. So who are your... Who are who are the people who inspire you? I don't mean to ask you such like a generic, ridiculous question, but like, are there shows on TV now yeah. and and comedians that you're like, I look up to these people, they inspire me. Um, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, I could talk about my favorite shows, but um, I mean, like, what are you into? Like, tell me a few things that you like, unless you don't want to. No, 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 I'm not. Uh, I mean, I really like the show Eagleheart. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's very funny. It's on Adult um, Swim. It was on Adult Swim. It's not anymore. Oh, um, you showed me this really great clip. What was that thing you showed me? Um. Oh God! It was like this cartoon. Xavier this... Renegade Angel. That that's my favorite show of all time. Is it's... it still on? Uh, no, no, no. It's done as well. That's but... another Adult Swim thing. Yeah, that's yeah. That's hilarious. Very funny. Oh, I, have to write... I forgot about that. And that's that. like the most absurd show possible. Yeah, but he has feelings. He does. Yeah, exactly. You care about. I mean, he's crazy, but I don't know. For some reason, you care about him. What about like? Because that's like a big thing. Like, how do you feel about Eric Andre or Nathan? Great, for you? love him. Nathan yeah. for you is like one of my favorites. Those are great. I love those shows. Um, the thing about with the there are two things that I notice. Uh. With Nathan for you, and I got to get more into that. Um, do you think he would, he would love me? He's probably wrong for me. I don't know. Probably too bizarre. He's not that bizarre, but I don't know. I'm not. Listen, I'm taking a year off. Oh, how how oh. dare you? I'll show you the app. I actually downloaded an app on my I, phone. It's called Don't Date for a Year. It's called Don't Date Nathan Fielder for a Year. Oh, it's about him specifically? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I actually will show you that. Um, okay. But uh, I feel like Eric Andre's thing, and I... Oh, my God. His show is so funny. His show is funny, but I feel like... A, is it in any way? I don't like like pranky things for the jokes and another person who doesn't know. It kind of makes me feel like, oh, it makes it mm-hmm. tugs at my heartstrings where I'm like, don't be mean to them because I don't want people to be hurt. Right. 
So I wonder if like that. Uh, it's a lot of that show. That's what I'm saying. Like I, 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 I struggle with the fact that it's like it's hilarious, and he's like a nut. But it's also pranking people who are. You like deserve it? Is that what you're not saying? Not even they deserve it, but they're like you yeah. know these weird reality. <laughs> it's like a lot of like reality TV celebrity kind of people. Yeah. And they agreed to do the show, and they're getting paid. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. it's not like want, he's going up to. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. And they, I, I think it's crazy that people go on that show and don't watch the don't show do and any don't research I yeah, know. They, and they don't know what they're getting into and then they're all upset like yeah, you know it's funny um oh god i i uh, emailed him to be on the show uh-huh. you know uh, and, oh my god that's the most vulnerable thing to ask somebody to be on the podcast yeah i was like i think you're neat and fun i just tried to like make it so like i'm not asking you on a date like this is not a romantic thing like you know i got his email address because right, from... we, we all hung out at that after my show you see yeah and like i had whatever however i knew him from sure then um, but I met him in person after your show at UCB. Yeah. That was a great show. Oh, thanks. Fun yeah. show. He was on it. It was a fun show. He was on it. A great show. Good looks. Check yeah. it out. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, comedy.org. You can yeah. get all the info. Go to comedy.gov.tv.org. Yeah, AOL keyword comedy yeah. and it will show up. <laughs> AOL keyword. Oh, my God. Weirdly, you can't see. Andrew has his finger in his mouth. He yeah. really did. He was, I just was biting, biting the, off that joke. The tip of, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, but so I, I emailed Eric Andre and I was like, hey, thanks, you know, because like, he gave me his email address uh-huh. and I was like, I just think you're neat. It'd be fun to talk and we should you know, have a never heard back. Mm. I'll uh, email him a link to this no, podcast. No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> no, to us talking stop about it. it. <laughs> stop it. Um, yeah. Oh, what the fuck was I talking about? Ask? Shows that I like. Talking about, no, I'm just asking like who inspires you? Who are you? Because if I were to say like women or, or comedians or things that inspire me, it'd be like Sarah Silverman, mm-hmm. uh, Joan, uh, oh God. That lady. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad you love them. No. Uh, no, I'm inspired by lots of people. I mean, just being in Los Angeles, it's like every day I'm on comedy shows with people who are just so funny and doing such interesting things. And But you're making a specific point not to be like, so you don't put people, you're like very confident and grounded in yourself. I'm just like saying this to mm-hmm. you. This might not be true. But uh, wait, by the way, wait, what is the name of the comedian that I love? Oh, Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. Mm-hmm. To me, like Cher, Joan Rivers, Sarah Silverman, just like uh, amazing people and writers and what that I love. They're inspirations to me. It doesn't so I was just I was asking you for that kind of stuff. We're you're gonna be here for a while. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm not looking at the clock. Okay, don't don't you dare look at the clock. You pointed out the clock. No, I'm pointing at Aristotle. Okay. He, he's our head. clock. When he stops laughing, when he stops laughing, laughing it's way done. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I just wasn't sure if you had anybody that you ever looked that you're like, oh, that person makes me like comedy and whatever. And it seems like you don't want to answer that question because you want to be like you're like self. Possessed. No, no, no. There's no, I'm, I don't you think not you're so answer. good, Andrew. I mean, there's shows that I, th- I mean, but also it's different because it's like, you know, Nathan for you is like one of my favorite shows. Eric Andre show is like one of my favorite shows. But, and those are inspirations to me for sure because it's like such a clear vision that they're doing and it's so <clears> different. <throat> I would never want to make a show that's like the Eric Andre show. I'm not capable of that. So yeah. it's not like in that way inspirational. But yeah, those are really good shows. That Nothing really inspires like. you but you. Yeah, I'm just, I look in the mirror so, and I just get so inspired. That's fucking, yeah. Oh God, I was going to use the word pumped. Gross. Anyway, mm. so listen, it was almost two years ago. I was living my goddamn life. Uh, I was on a street. Vermont uh-huh. in Los Feliz. Los Feliz. Los Feliz. Yeah. Um, went to some weird show. Oh, it was JC yeah. Coakley. Is that her center name? Uh-huh. Yes. She has a night. Does she still have a night? Yeah, every class? Monday. Every Monday? Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. All right. Um, This is great podcast fodder. People yeah. want to know. Yeah. They do. Anyway, went to her funny show, pizza party thing, just to pop in and see what that was all about. Mm-hmm. I think I had, I because, oh, I was about to break up with my, like, my boyfriend, I was just like really sad and I thought, I want to dip my toe into the stream of life and I want to see, maybe I'm going to start doing open mics again or I want to see what the open mic scene is now. Right. So I went to that place above, oh, open mics are the worst. They're just the worst. Yeah. But uh, why are you petting the microphone? 
just getting used to life. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so I went to that comedy room that's above a Chinese restaurant. The Palace. The Palace on yeah. Hillhurst. Yeah. An old haunt. Yeah. I still do shows there. Yeah? Yeah. Sean Perlman. Sean Perlman. Has... Yeah, they have a, well, he's no... What night, a, is, what night is his show? Well, <laughs> every Thursday, but he is no longer affiliated with it. It's like it got taken over by someone else. Why is that? Comedy community uh, brouhaha? Uh, no, there was just a person who was booking it, and then she stopped booking it, and then this other girl started booking it, but she's a comic, so she hosts it now. I don't know. It's not interesting. Hey. <laughs> but I still do the show a lot. It's all interesting, okay? Yeah. It's all woven into the tapestry that we call life. Right, which I'm still figuring out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, keep struggling the microphone. Yeah, anyway, okay, let's see. so I was on Hillhurst. Uh, I just left the Comedy Palace, that's Chinese uh, cesspool restaurant of a show, whatever. I would like to do with those. If you hear the show, <laughs> please book me. Right. I'm not really a comedian, but I love doing crowd work. Work. Right. Um, anyway, and then I headed on over to uh, the show on Hillhurst that JC had and ran into Brent Weinbach, uh, you know, friend of uh, the Love Alexi podcast mm-hmm. here on the Nerdist Network, which I'm very proud of. I love it. Um, and I said hello to him. And then all of a sudden in walks two very tall, striking, handsome young lads. I think just me. I don't know if there was no, a No, how one. dare you, jerk? It was another dude. I don't remember that part of it. Uh, a light-skinned black man. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's his name? His name is Brody Reed. I think. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, the show is about you. I'm just going to talk about a few other characters. Do you <laughs> okay, mind? Sorry. Okay. So in walks Andrew and his, uh, I guess, like now arch nemesis. No, no I, just <laughs> did, I forgot that he was there. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. how quickly we forget after we get a pilot for TBS. Anyway, JK, JK. So <laughs> you guys walk in. All of a sudden, you know, I, I see both of you. And, uh, and listen, guys, if you don't know what Andrew Michon looks like, he is uh, he's a tall, striking Reed? Is that is that the right word for it? College? No. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> what? Christ. He's he's a tall, striking young man. You look like a like like Nazi youth, right? Like like an Ary, like the oh, Aryan sure. race. Sure, I'm oh, yeah, I'm pretty white. And your skin glows. Okay. I don't can we say how old you are? How old are you? Uh twenty eight. You're twenty eight years old. That back yeah. then you're twenty minus 29. two. Okay. <laughs> I was older. So you're so, and I thought you were gay. Uh-huh. Because I thought, who is this beautiful, striking, Aryan youth, um, whatever guy, just glowing? Mm-hmm. That's why I think I I still have your name uh, saved into my phone as Andrew Glowy Skin. Right. I'm aware. That'll never change. <laughs> and uh, one time I, I took a screen grab of a text. text Like we had a funny text back and forth one time. Uh-huh. And I was dating someone. And I took a screen grab of it. And he didn't even pay attention to what we wrote. He went, love the name, oh, Andrew God. Glowy Skin. And I'm like, hey, you don't get it anyway. But... Uh, yeah, and then I saw you. Did we talk? Uh, briefly, yeah. Okay, we had a moment, and then uh, and then I ran into you again. And then when I went back to the Chinese uh, uh-huh. Chinese show, a few months later, maybe. a few months later, and I just uh, yeah, I had a lot of tude. Yeah, I would think I was like I. I was like, I'm too old for you to get, like, you should ask for my number. I, I don't know. I just remember, yeah, like. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was funny. I thought it was funny. Anyway, yeah. and then here we are. Oh, and you've been referred to on this show by other guests. Annie, oh, cool. Annie, Annie Letterman. Do you oh, remember? right, right, right. Uh, because, oh, yeah. Because we all met at the improv one night. Well, then one night, this was hilarious. Uh so we so we kept having these brief, weird encounters, seeing each other, never quite, like, hanging out, or we kept missing each other. And, uh and then I'm out with Annie Letterman, and I just seen her perform, and I love her so much. And she had a set at, at the Improv, and we're outside, and all of a sudden, 
here comes Andrew Glowy Skin walking down the street, and and Annie was like, you know, couldn't thought it was very sexy. You were chomping on a piece of gum, okay, just chomping away, looking real cool, real masculine, whatever the fuck that means nowadays. I don't even know what that means. That's a anyway, gum. A, a slur. Chewing you're chewing on your gum like a badass, like yeah. you're out of you know in the movie Dirty Dancing or something. I don't even care if it's not food. I don't even care. I'm just chomping. <laughs> I'm gonna still gonna chew it. <laughs> Chewing it real hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Our banter is it's amazing. Good. We're fucking killing it. Would you come back to the show and be a sidekick? Um, yeah, I don't think you'd want me to, but sure. Why? For who? Okay, yeah, we'll talk about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. It seems like an interesting he, offer. But see I'm how he takes me so seriously, you guys, and he really considers stuff, and he like goes deeply and asks the deep questions. He's yeah. like, I don't know if you'd want me to. It's like, let me, okay. But sure, yeah. All right, I'll lock it in. I'll be here every day with Aristotle waiting, and then once a week, you'll come. So here's the deal. Yes, yeah, so you come you come cruising by mm-hmm. and you're chomping on your gum gum mm-hmm. and just because I'm a clod, maybe I'm just and out of my mouth immediately I went, Oh my goodness, look who it is, it's my boyfriend. Right. And you weren't my boyfriend. We didn't even really know each other no. at all. And I thought that was hilarious. And right after I said that, I look over to your left to the crestfallen girl that you were actually on a date with, who yeah. or who was your who was your it was my ex-girlfriend at the time, but we were like kind of hanging out. It was just like a very, it was like the worst thing you could have said. It was like very uncomfortable. I felt fine. And then I was like, oh, and then and then I tried to save it real quick because I was a bit clunky because I just want to be who I am, you know? Yeah. And I remember like being like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You want a date? Just kidding. No, he's not my boyfriend. That's the joke. Oh, woo, I know. You know? Yeah, it's funny. How's she doing? Um, I don't know. We're not, we don't really talk, but I think she's doing okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, and then. Here we are. And I remember knowing that, uh, listen, I know we are just platonic friends, whatever. I'm not going to harp on all this. But I remember knowing that you were uh, not just some young, svelte, uh, Aryan youth looking mm-hmm. young lad, uh, you know, trying to work his way up the ranks of comedy and the open mic scene. Because you are not that anymore. You are fucking, you're, I can't believe it, you guys. I can't believe. I'm so lucky. We're all so lucky that Andrew Michon is on the show. And I'm not fucking around. I'm being so earnest right now that it sounds like I'm being sarcastic. And that's a problem I actually have in my life. But that's everybody else's problem. Once you know me, you know that I'm like this. You're my favorite comedian. And it's crazy. And I can't believe it. It's like in in a very short amount of time, I feel like you've like, I mean, you've done so much. You have a great show uh, at UCB. Mm -hmm. You you're on all the best comedy shows here. You've you've shot a pilot. Whatever happens with it, the fact that you shot a pilot is incredible. But uh, thank you for saying all that. It's the truth. But even in the moment when I was first getting to know you, and we 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 actually finally did hang out one on one. You told me a story that involved Madewell. Oh right, right. So right. what was that story? It was just like the story where my friend Alex, who we mentioned earlier, she. I mean, this is probably too long of a story, but I don't know. Maybe not. Two hours later, I'm she like, was. Maybe it was. <laughs> she was in New York, and she lives in New York, and. She was like, her friend Dan texted her and he's like, hey, what are you up to tonight? And she was like going to sleep. She was like about to go to sleep. But for some reason, she like misunderstood. She thought it would be funny to be like, oh, I'm at, you know, so-and-so, like the the Rock the Rock House Club. I don't remember what it's called. Let's just call it the Rock the House Club. The Rock House Club? Whatever. She's like, she's like, oh, I'm at the Rock House Club at this dance night. And I don't know why she assumed that he would know that she was joking. He's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm here. You should, it's It's awesome. And he's like, oh, really? She goes, yeah. You know, there's this girl here. Her name's, her name's Steph. She went to Stanford. She's got all made well. She's wearing all made well. And for some reason, she just like knew that he likes that kind of like He knows he likes girls who went to good colleges. And she knew that he liked made well, girls who dress made well, for whatever reason, like very specific. <laughs> he, she, so she basically just like described his dream girl. It was like, she's here. She wants to meet you. Come check it out. Come hang out. But in her mind, she knew that she was joking, but didn't really understand that he didn't get it. So then she just goes to sleep. Oh my god! And after she like told him all this stuff, and then 
He she wakes up in the morning <laughs> to like thirty texts and missed calls from this Dan guy. Where he's like he's like, Okay, cool, I'm on my way. See you at the Rock House Club. And he's like, Ooh, forty dollar cab ride. Hope it's fun. Can't wait to be there. And then he's like, Wow, real long <laughs> Real long line. It's okay. I'm, well, I'm excited to see you in there. He's like, man, that line took longer than I thought. All right, here we go. Ooh, twenty dollar cover. Where are you? What part of the bar are you in? Where is this girl? And then he's just like, I've been looking around for you, for you for a while. Don't see you anywhere, man. Drinks are expensive here. It's just like an ongoing thing. Then he's like, all right, I guess I'm gonna head out. Sorry, we missed each other. That sucks. Oh well. And he's like, damn, fifty dollar cover. Oh, my God. And he's like, damn, $200 night. Wish we had seen each other. Oh, my God. It's so, so good. sees all these texts of, like, this entire night he went through trying to get a hold of her. And I I don't know how she had miscommunicated that she was clearly just joking. I don't know the specific text, but that's the story. Maybe I do like prank shows. It's so funny. Oh, my God. That's so good. Yeah. so funny to, like, wake up to a full story where they're, like, trying to find you. That's so crazy. And it's it's really extra funny because the same thing happened with me and Alex, like, a year before that. What? Where I was in town. I was in New York visiting her, and she it was her birthday. It was, like, at midnight. It turned into her birthday. And she's at this bar, and I had just flown there that day, so I was very tired. So I went back to her apartment with her key, and then maybe my phone was on silent or something, but she was going to text me to come to get the key. But I just, like, I didn't wake up, and I woke up in the morning to, like, again, like, 20 texts from her, which is, like, out, she's, like, all right, I'm heading home. See you in a minute. And she's, like, I'm outside. Where are you? Oh, I keep no. I keep knocking, and I keep calling. You don't answer. I just really want to get inside. It's really cold out here. I don't have an extra key. All right, I'm going to go over to my friend's house. She's like, ah, oh, he's asleep too. He won't pick up or answer his phone. Oh my God. She's like, I'm just hanging outside the building. Oh, some really scary people just walked by. <laughs> and then she's like, got in the building, but man, he's just not answering that door. Phone's about to die. And then she's like, wait, I'm just going to, she's like, okay, a lady, his next door neighbor just got really mad at me and thinks that I'm a homeless person. Okay, I got to go. I'm going to go to the roof and maybe I'll hang it up there. She's like, okay, I'm on the roof. It's really cold up here. Oh, God. And she's like, she's like, my phone's about to die. And then like four hours later, she's like, okay, I found a bodega. They have a phone charger they let me use. Man, are you awake yet? It's so cold. It's my birthday. I just want to go to sleep. So basically the same story. Oh. So I think Oh my god. <laughs> maybe it's all karmically. It's karmic. But... Out. <laughs> I felt so oh bad, god. but I just like, you know, I had just flown in, I was tired. I did, for some reason my phone was turned down. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah, so Where do we go from here? That's pretty funny stories. I don't think I ever told you that second one. That's hilarious. It's so funny to just like wake up to like a whole story of how badly you messed up. Can I tell you? I have a story that's not that's like similar but not even that funny. Yeah, sure. This happened the other day. Go go back to drinking. I went out with friends, had dinner, had some beer. Then I went and we met up with other friends at like that black cat bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had three drinks. So I had like, I don't know how much. Oh my God, you're guzzling that. What is this juice you're drinking? I'm just drinking a green juice from me, the punch see. bowl. The punch bowl? Where did you get this? Made with love and Los Feliz. Like on the us. street that we met. Oh, on the yeah, street no, that we probably. met. Oh my God, you and I both. We are amazing. <laughs> we are so good. You have see. So wait, we should do. This is what I want to do. I want to do. I'm still holding this and like looking at it, but I'm not really taking it all in. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to do a monthly thing at that Welcome to Junior High place. This oh, yeah. New, this, I've heard about it. Someone just did his comedy show there the other day. They did? Yeah, I what? saw it. Yeah, it's called Junior High, right? It's in Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah, I saw a lineup for a comedy show there like maybe five days ago. 
Really? Yeah, I'll send you it. It looked does like a good mean, lineup. Does that mean we can't do it? No, no, no. That, that does not mean that. I think I, we could get a monthly slot. I think yeah, there could be I'd like short, short films. I think there could be like like I'm any interested. kind of thing. It could be like a super tight kind of vibe, but at Welcome to Junior High. Sounds great. Yeah, let's great. go there. Very excited. Okay. Um, you and me, we're in? Yeah, sure. Amazing. High five again. Aristotle can be in the audience just laughing. Just laughing. <laughs> laughing and nodding okay here was my crazy story so i so i went out with my girlfriends i ubered there Mm -hmm. we went to a bar afterwards had some drinks i did not drink that much but i have been very tired lately yeah right uh and i i got home at the end of the night got home uh ubered home put my pajamas on uh put a show on on my computer turn the oven on to like to make food like late night food and I swear to God, I, I did not. I, that's why I think because there's like a uh, people are saying a lot of girls are being drugged at bars lately at Stella, at Tenants of Trees, at Black Cat, at various places. In I feel like you were drugged that night that I took you home when you were too drunk because you had like very few drinks. And thank then you. You were, like, you were like the most drunk I've ever seen. Okay. Let's, no, uh, no. I mean, not not in a way that it was your fault, but like I remember. I know. And yeah, oh, that was so very was my, weird. So and was and my that guy, friend. that guy gave you that drink. Remember? The guy gave, so that means maybe I was drugged twice. I think or you I were because just never you were just drink. like. You were like, you could barely even talk. And you said you'd only had a couple of drinks. And I wasn't like, I just saw, I just randomly ran into you there Thank at that point. I wasn't like there with you all night, you but it was my so life. weird. Yeah. And that was really creepy. And like, oh God, so maybe it has happened twice to me or maybe it's, or maybe it's me. I don't want to just be like, oh, so I was, I'm always yeah, drugged. It's like, scary. but it is really scary. And that is something that's happening and running rampant in, uh, yeah, in Los Angeles. I've heard about that. Me too. And, uh, okay. Oh, Lance tweeted something about that. Yeah. Tenants of the trees. And I put that on my Instagram and I retweeted it. And I could not believe the response I got from wow. girls. Girls were like, no, not only were girls saying, yes, this has happened to me, but they're also saying, how dare you talk shit about tenants of trees? Really? Can you believe that? It's <laughs> so funny. That's an equal part of people saying this has happened to me there and people saying, how dare you talk shit about that bar? I couldn't believe it. I was like, why are you defending the bar? I'm not attacking the bar. I'm trying to let girls know that they need to be careful. Yeah, or that the bar should like keep an eye on who's doing you know what i mean it's just terrible well, the other night so i i and i i uh i did accept a drink again mm-hmm. like from someone that i thought was safe I, and i forgot that oh whoops maybe i should be vigilant maybe i should be i've got to be hooked into the idea that like people drug girls drinks yeah. i forgot because it's like it's such a shame you have to think that it's crazy it's terrifying um but so i get home that's why i stopped drinking i know yeah exactly <laughs> you're just a beautiful woman just trying to be yeah, safe you know yeah, just, trying to be um, safe. just trying to be safe so i get home i turn the oven on i'm watching my show in my bedroom with the lights on in my pajamas and then i wake up right the next morning i wake up my apartment smells kind of funny oh no go into my kitchen uh i uh the uh, my oven door is open the oven is off mm-hmm. burnt patties that i put in my oven are on my kitchen sink burnt to a crisp I grab my phone i have two texts uh, several hours apart from one another from my neighbors, my downstairs neighbors. Oh my my, and this is terrifying. It's not funny like yours. This is no, like this insane. is scary. So my neighbor goes, hey, Lexi, uh, your smoke detector has been going off for an hour. Uh, your car is in the driveway. It, the car, Your car is parked uh, at home and your light's on. Are you home or worried? Oh, my God. Next text is, hey, sorry for all the drama. Better be safe than sorry. Didn't mean for it to get so dramatic. I call her immediately. What? I go, what happened? Because I'm thinking right. I... I'm thinking. I'm thinking I like... I Ubered. I went out. I didn't drink that much. I got home in my pajamas. Like I made it home safe. Right, right. And I remember that. It's what happened between going, falling asleep. And she goes, oh, you don't remember? And I went, no, what happened? She goes, well, your smoke alarm was going off. Smoke detector was going off for an hour. We were banging on your door. You weren't answering. We called the fire department. Four fire trucks came over. What? Uh, you wouldn't answer the door. They let themselves in via your balcony. Oh my god! With a ladder this into is your balcony. Insane. Uh, 
And then they they came out. They were in and out pretty fast. And they said, you're fine. And, uh, and there you go. And I went, oh, my God. Are you fucking serious? That's weird. Why didn't they... Why didn't they wake me up? Why didn't they check my vitals? If 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 smoke was like that that's so, so odd. Weird. So I call the fire department. And I go and I bought you know I bought flowers for my wonderful guardian angels that are my downstairs neighbors. Right. Uh, and then I called the fire department, and I said, uh, "Okay, can you just tell me what happened? Thank you so much. Can you tell me what happened? And like, why didn't you guys wake me up?" And they went, "Oh." You woke up. Oh, my God. We knocked on your door. The light was on. And I'm very embarrassed also because my vagina was exposed because I didn't sleep in undies or whatever. I don't know. Like, I just woke up. Did and they like, say this? They're like, oh, by the way, your vagina no, was exposed. No, no. But I remember I was like so embarrassed. But even that's the last of my worry. At least of my worry is not they see whatever. But I was just like, oh, my God. Plus, I had all these firemen in my place. And I didn't even realize it. What a shame. What a shame. Okay. <laughs> so they were like, you did wake up. We knocked on your on your bedroom door as we passed by. And uh, and. You woke up startled. The light was on your bedroom. You woke up startled, and rightfully so, because there are like four big right. firemen in your apartment. Four hunks. Four hunks, if you get my drift. Okay, yeah. and I think you do. Okay, he so. said all that. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. This guy sounds cool. He sounds pretty cool. You should okay. do comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. Our banter, effortless. Amazing. Um, So he goes, you did wake up, and uh, you woke up very like startled, and you you were shouting, get the fuck. You just said, like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. What are you doing here? What are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. Whoa. And. And he goes, so, and you were fine because there wasn't enough carbon monoxide. It was more that like your your oven was dirty and like it made the it, it created smoke and right, that's why right, it set the alarm right. off. So like we knew you were okay and you wanted us out of there and so we got out of there. Uh, but you know, be careful. So, and the crazy thing is, I don't remember any of that. That's insane. But I remember my dream that night, and my dream was that uh, one of my girlfriends came over to my apartment and started inviting people over. And things were crashing down and like things were being dropped. And I and I yelled at her and I was like, I don't want these people here. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. So I remember my dream and saying, get the fuck out of here. So I so I must have been in a dream and I incorporated like the dream. Wow. So that's fucking. T- and that's why I, I I feel like you were drugged. I or something. totally I mean, do. It's crazy. So now we've got two. You know, that's why. And then. So did you feel is, weird the next day? Like more than just hungover? Uh, yeah. I felt I I, uh, I felt like I, I needed to vomit, which I thought, okay, that's all. I don't want to just say like I must have been drugged. I got to take right. responsibility. Right. But, but that's my weird. In, my insides felt crazy, and I had to sleep. I slept till four o'clock in the afternoon, and I was gonna vomit, but then I thought I really don't want to throw up. It's so hard in your body, and um, and I just slept it off, and I just I just really took it to heart. Like just thought, okay, I don't want to I don't want to spiral and uh, feel lots of shame for this. But I just want to be grateful that I'm okay. Yeah, that's, but that's a crazy story. That's but I was, I've also do you get charged for that? Does the fire department charge you? No, that's interesting. And that's the best part of no, it. No, that is interesting though because it's like very clearly your fault. I mean, whether or not it's your, I mean, you know, we're drugged or whatever. But like, okay, from their perspective, Jesus, like, Andrew. No, this is what this is their job to make sure people don't die. Um, I guess your taxes pay for it, but it is interesting. No, it's true. It's interesting. I know. Well, I just don't know how they operate, and that's. I mean, I'm glad that they were there. And I'm glad you weren't charged. I just think it's interesting. Oh, I think, but also I heard from my downstairs neighbor's boyfriend is an EMT, and he said that once you involve the paramedics, oh, that's when it that's starts when charging. things go because like it's in like the fireman. That's a that's a, a city, public a city thing. thing where they want to make sure like things don't burn down, sure. and like if that's why smoke detectors are mandatory. So it's like right. they're. So yeah, I was just curious. I can't believe you're already pointing. It's like you're like not no, even no, pointing not the blame. blame. I can't. I'm you're like saying, that was clearly your fault. Clearly my fault that I was drugged. No, no, I'm just saying from the perspective of you know, it's like I don't know. I just I didn't know. I don't. Th- I don't think you should feel bad about it. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying. But what a crazy story! It's crazy. It's an insane story. So I downloaded this app, and it's called Quit That, and it's got five days since alcohol, and then 23 days since dating, and then you can fill in all the blanks, and it says, "Here's what I wrote." I wrote it's been 
572 hours since I've quit yeah, dating. Been. And one thing to look at you. <laughs> one thing to do. To, okay. So then I wrote. So this is my date. This is me quitting dating. Huh. So it's been uh, however long. Wait, 23 how long? days. 23 days. Wait, where's the days part? Does, oh, yeah. 23.84 days. 572 hours. And then I wrote a note to myself. Don't spiral or invest time, energy, or your body in a man who could never be your husband or the father of your child heart emoji and then for the alcohol wow. for alcohol it's been five days it's been we sing that song yeah, it's been <laughs> i'm waiting i just do that part okay <laughs> okay then it says how much money you save so if you estimate like let's say it's 20 dollars a day if you were to go out for drinking like for the week so i've saved 103 dollars and 42 cents drinking uh, not drinking and uh, even though the problem is people buy me drinks and drug yeah, me. Yeah, that's the issue. Hello. Okay, so hello. Who am I? And what am the I? the fire department loses thousands okay. of dollars. Okay. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> they are just waiting, much like Aristotle, for me to show up at this podcast. Yeah, yeah, The firemen yeah. are waiting yeah. for a call. They are city, city. I hope a cute girl tells us to get the fuck out of her place. Can you? Whose side are you on? I'm on your side. Okay. So then I wrote, I quit alcohol and then I, these are the downfalls of alcohol. Weight gain, I need a day or two to recover. Depression, makes you look haggard. Costs money, dangerous, makes you embarrass yourself and susceptible to dangerous sexual and or life-threatening situations. That's cool. So there you go. So there we go. I think, yeah, there's, I think I, I've seen the quitting smoking app that people use. Yeah. I think it's maybe model off that. All right. Well, I just people, see people posting like pictures on Instagram of like their, how many days it's been or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Man, we are losing steam. No, real fast. We just, we just had a really. It's been a roller coaster. It's been a magical roller coaster. Those stories are very good. I, I'm glad you shared that. Were you ever planning on sharing that story on the podcast? Or were you a little embarrassed about it? No, I want. You know what? At first, I was, but I, uh, I actually said it in an intro uh, to the Gil Kennan episode. Oh, um, you told that story. I told that story because uh, it's. Uh, it's crazy. It's been one. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> Yeah, you know, man. at first I was embarrassed and I thought this is not my best self. But then I thought, you know what? If it happened to me, it, that, that, I mean, not the, not the, in, not the exact thing. I'm sure that the exact thing happened to me. <laughs> what, <laughs> I mean, what, what were you cooking? Vegetarian pizza patties from Trader uh, Joe's. Okay. And then part of me was like, oh my God, firemen were in my place. I can't believe it. And another part was like, glad I didn't eat those patties. Like, yeah. you know, a moment on the lips, a year on the hips. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that, Aristotle? I've never oh, heard that. Look at the quiet knowing not here. He's, he's on the heard lips, it. Year on the a hips. minute on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. Lifetime. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, speaking of hips, by the way, actually. What? Yesterday, I did this thing called pony sweat, which is like a dance aerobics class. Did you do that with your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my it God. It was crazy. What? Where is this thing? So it's at this place called the Sweat Spot in Silver Lake, but they also do it in Eagle Rock, and it's called pony sweat. I feel like my mom goes to that. And I'm not joking. It's like it's like hip. It's like cool. <laughs> And um, I think stock just came out of my nose. <laughs> no, it, it's stock like a, just flew out of my it's nose. It's like supposed to be a cool version of whatever. I don't even care know, that stock flew out of my nose because we're not we're not dating. We're just friends. Right. Anything can happen. It's our life. Lots of fun. So, um, yeah. This is so it's, it's called pony sweat, and I heard about it on Saturday at a friend's birthday party, or on Friday at a friend's birthday party. No, Saturday. Make sure to tell me exactly where you were and everything Saturday. that you tell me it about happened and what day. No, but I had just heard about it at a friend's birthday party and a bunch of people there were talking about how good it was. And then we made a plan with like eight people to go to this and everyone dropped out except Dre and I. Oh and my so we God. go to this pony sweat thing. It's at 1030 in the morning yesterday. 1030 in the morning? Yeah. We show up. It, 
no joke, it's 25, maybe 30 women and me. I was the only guy. Oh my God. And at first I'm just like, am I supposed to be here? Yeah. Like, this feels like weird. She's talking about like body positivity and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, we am I like an enemy? Am I like, <laughs> are they mad at me? Oh my God. But ended up being very fun, very good workout. I'm like so sore today. And I want to go every week. You do? Yeah, because it was like good music. She, the, the, the coach, <laughs> the coach's energy was just like really good. Like the she, coach? Or whatever her name is. The, oh, I love the woman it. leading it. You could call it the dance instructor, but since you're a guy, you're like the coach. The coach That's yeah. hilarious. Even though you're like, you're not like some kind of jock. jock style dude. Yeah, the dance instructor was just like, her vibe was so good and positive, but like not in a way that felt phony. She was just like really cool, really fun, good energy, just like really nice and she was just fun. Like, she'd be like, close your eyes. Just feel it. Just ah! feel it. <laughs> like, she's doing stuff like that. Yeah. And it was really cool. And it was, like, the most intense workout. I was sweating, like, so hard. And I was just like, I don't know if I can finish this. It was, like, so crazy. Yeah. And I'm very sore today. But I want to start doing it because I think it's good for you. I, I can't believe it. I feel like my mom does that. Yeah, you class. should come sometime. They're do- yeah, she does, like, four days a week. It's really good. Four days a week? Like, only on Wednesday is it at, in Silver Lake, which is closer to you. But um, I would recommend it. It was really cool. I want to start going. Don't tell people where I live. No, you live closer to Silver Lake than Eagle Rock. You don't live in Silver Lake. Don't tell anybody where I live. I never stop was going it, to. Stop it. The only people I invite into my place are <laughs> firemen. firemen when I'm unconscious. Yeah. But oh. no, anyways, I was just thought it was an interesting anecdote because I've never done that before. Yeah. But it was very cool. It's weird because uh, I felt like you when I went to one of those things. I went to one of those like... It's hard. It's hard. And then you've got to go across the floor. Did you have to do a thing where it's like everybody stands to the side and everybody goes one time? No, we didn't do that. Oh, I did. That so, so vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Very embarrassing. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. in the back though, but some of the moves they have to turn around, and I didn't like that. I'm scared. <laughs> um, God, who 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 dropped out? Zed. Um, Zed and Honor were gonna come. Moshe, <laughs> Moshe and Natasha. Really? D- Doug and his girlfriend. Yeah, all these people dropped out. Yeah. So who are your friends? Um, I have a lot of friends. Who are your closest friends? Zed. Uh, my closest friends in comedy, or my closest friends are this guy Zed Kutzinger, who I wrote my thing with. Yeah. Brent Weinbach is a good friend. Moshe Kasher has become a good friend through Brent. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend, Dre, of course, which it seems like we'll get into eventually. Oh, yeah. We don't uh, have to. No, we will. No, we can. No, I'm oh, happy to. Don't, don't lead me. What? Don't tell me who to be during this podcast. Yeah. How did you guys meet? Uh, we, well, funny enough. Five uh, months ago, you're living your life. Oh, yeah. Because I do want to. life. Yeah. And um, I was on Vermont. And, oh, my uh, God. <laughs> were you? No. Okay. Uh, no. No way. No. Stop going there. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no. So, well, funny. I mean, I, I guess we met through Twitter, which is kind of weird but we did no no me and oh Dre. sorry oh, <laughs> oh my god, god. <laughs> no Dre and i met through twitter um yeah it was interesting like she had followed me on twitter and we were like liking i each can't o- take it i can't take the story i can't and i won't <laughs> we're like li- liking each other's tweets and stuff and then it was just like i don't know one of her tweets resonated with me and i thought it was funny and then i just like didn't know who she was and i just messaged her and uh, and her name is so weird. I thought she was like a fake person at first because it's like her because her picture was like a cartoon, and her name was kind of different. I didn't know how to pronounce it. And yeah. then like, she, but she was like verified and had a certain amount of followers. So I was like, I guess this is a real person. She was verified. I well, love no, I that. Like, oh my god, that made me think like, oh, she's not just like so. I don't know. It made me she's like not some bot. Yeah, she's not some bot. Seriously, because her name yeah. was so strange to me. And what what, what about it was strange? The, her name was Andre Vermeulen, just like there was an accent. And then her mostly it was that her picture was like a weird, like abstract drawing. And oh, so I was kind of like, but it's her now. She's got a cute now picture. No, it's just her. Yeah. 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 Um, I made her change that. Yeah. But, you're like, um, this is going to work. If this is going to work, I don't you got to be a normal thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then we just started like liking each other's tweets. And then it just like messaged her, just like, oh, this tweet resonated with me or whatever. And then she was like, hold up, hold up. 
we'll get back to that. So don't you feel like liking somebody? somebody? Yeah, yeah, it can be a flirty. It is a flirty thing. It is a flirty thing. Yeah. That's a sub. Okay, I want to put a magnifying glass on that moment. Yeah, liking other people's stuff on Instagram or Twitter on social media at large is a way to flirt. It can be very flirty because you want the person to notice you. Yeah. I think I tweeted a while ago that was just like, anyone who has ever liked one of your tweets is sexually interested in you. I tweeted that. Oh, I actually (laughs) tweeted... Taken to the extreme. I actually tweeted sometimes about how I have to remind myself that just because somebody likes, you know, whatever, a tweet Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they're in love with me and want to be my boyfriend. Right. Similar take, similar joke, Mm -hmm. my way versus your way or whatever. It's like not a competition, but like we're both in the same wavelength. So anyway, you're liking her stuff. Liking her stuff. Liking her stuff. And it is flirtatious. I thought it was. And then I DM'd her. We started messaging. And then I was with um, Zed and this guy, Zach Perlman, who both know her. And I was like, do you guys know this person? Like, oh, yeah, she's great. So I was like, okay, so she's real. And then, um, yeah. yeah, I just started messaging. And then we were like kind of flirting, like sent, sent me a picture of her dog, sent her a picture of my cat or whatever. And very, then, very hot. Very hot. And then and then I think I was just like, I didn't, here's the thing. I <laughs> genuinely just do not date people in the comedy world because it's like, I just don't, like, I don't know. I, I used to date a lot of people and I would go on a lot of dates and like, I just felt like I didn't want to date anyone who like did stand up or who I would like see at a show or anything like that. I just felt like I wanted to keep those worlds separate because it's like, I don't know. I just didn't want to like date someone and then we break up and then like we're on the lineup together. I just, I've literally never dated a person who like regularly does stand up. It's like yeah. never, I just, I just stay away from that world because I see people who do date people in the same world and I don't know. Sometimes it can be messy and it's like people like picking sides. It's just like, I don't know. I've never wanted to to engage with that. But so the flip side of that is that I just date a lot of people who like were just like random people I'd meet on like dating apps or whatever who I had nothing in common with who were like very boring. And at a certain point, I'm just like, okay, this also isn't right because none of this is leading to someone I actually want to be with on a real um, in a real way. So then I didn't want to like flirt with her because I just like I don't know. I genuinely just like don't date people in the comedy world. But then she was like, I was like, okay, well, it's nice chatting with you. See you around. Hopefully like I just didn't want to like be weird about it. Yeah. And then she was like, here's my number. And then I was like, okay, she's interested in me. So then we started flirting, and then we went on a date. And then we've been friends since then. There we go. Good friends. Good friends, if you No, she's great. We get along very well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I've never, like, been with someone where it's like, oh, like, we're supposed to move in together, and we're supposed to, like, do all these things. It just, like, feels very natural and good. Yeah. And it's nice. Oh, man. And something that I had, had never experienced on this, to this degree, where it's just like, oh, we, like, we like never fight and we get along so well. I don't know. It's interesting. Oh my God. It's cool. It's like the things, those things that you hear about, but you feel like, oh, those people are just delusional or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So that's good. And she's great. She's very talented and funny and nice and fun to be around. I love the silence just like keeps you going. You're like, and, uh, and, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. she's six foot four. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. A robe made of titanium. Is she vegan also? Yeah. We eat the same as well. Yeah. You do? Yeah. How did that happen? Um, I, she, again, she, I just told her to. And, you're like, uh, and she did it. And that's no, we uh, have. It's funny. Like on our first date, we had like the exact same diet, which is like we're both vegan. We don't eat gluten. Like we eat soy, but not a lot of it. Like yeah. to the T. It's very, very strange. Do you drink Soylent? No, I, Soylent kind of weirds me out. Why? Me too. But why? I don't know. I think there is wheat in it, and I'm just very sensitive to that. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I think that. I just think there's more to food than nutrients. I think there's something about whole foods that. I don't think, I think that they give you nourishment in a way that the synthesized version of that can't replicate. I, totally, I could be wrong. I totally agree. Hey, we all, know. we all could be wrong. Like I, I used I to, I used to be really into like all these weird, like food, like I'd realize like weird, like vegan blogs or just like listen to podcasts. And I was like really into all that. 
And I heard this one thing, and maybe this is wrong, but this is something that I heard on a podcast and it kind of resonated with me that like when you eat vitamin C that's in a piece of fruit, like you eat, uh, you know, an orange or something that has vitamin C in it, that vitamin C molecule, when you zoom down at it, it's just a vitamin C molecule. But when you zoom out, it's surrounded by other molecules, like let's say a protein or a vitamin A, or I don't know the specifics, but it's surrounded by other molecules. When you have synthesized vitamin C, if you zoom in on it, it's the exact same as the vitamin C in the orange. It looks the exact same. It's the exact same molecule, 100%. There's no difference there. Yeah. But then when you zoom out, it's not surrounded by those other things, which it likes to be, and that's its like natural state or something. So I read that when you take too much synthetic vitamin C, it actually leaches those other minerals from your body because that's how it likes to be existing is oh, with wow. those other minerals surrounding it. This could be wrong. This is just something that I heard. And I still take like emergencies and stuff. I'm not like super against it or anything. I'll, I'll still take synthetic vitamin C sometimes. Yeah. But it's just interesting to think that like there's more to these things than their smallest parts. I think it's more about the whole food and how it interacts with your body. So I, for that reason, Soylent kind of scares me. But I'm not like hardcore against it. And, <laughs> and I do like meal replacement shakes and stuff. Yeah. Which is pretty similar, I think. They sent me this new one. This is not an advertisement for Soylent. The coffee one? The coffeeest. I see a lot of ads for that. And the weird thing is, like, people got mad at me. I'm not sponsored by them, but they sent me, like, free stuff. Sounds like you're sponsored. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the definition. <laughs> really? Oh, I thought they would, like, pay me sponsored. money. They, like, get, pay me money. They send me stuff. They don't they, pay they me money. They fly me over the world. They don't. They don't. They don't pay me money. They don't fly me all over the world. That's a form of me... that's a form of sponsorship. Well, so, so I tried it, and yes, now I'm talking about it because, uh, but I'm but I'm not only saying good things. It tasted bizarre to me. The coffee uh-huh. is. See, that's the thing. It's like I'm not I'm not going to play their game right. unless they want to pay me and fly me around the world. <laughs> yeah. I totally will play the game. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Mr. Lent, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, it's a name. The guy, his name is Robert. Oh, I can't remember. Robert Lent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I actually like slapped my thigh real hard at that one. Oh yeah. my god, a real thigh slapper. Okay, and he's, so. his, he's Hispanic, and so he goes like soy lent. Like I'm. That's uh, rude. Oh my god, I can't no, believe soy, you're soy. Like I yo soy. Yo soy. I am lent. I am lent. Okay, god. That was a close yeah. call. Close call. What did you think? I don't know. That was, that was my internal subconscious weird. <laughs> there are other languages. <laughs> there and that's there what I'm are. Referencing. <laughs> anyway, so uh, but yeah, it's this coffeeist coffee soy lent has this uh, thing called like. L oh god theanine in it mm-hmm. and I guess it's a, it's like an extract of like green tea where it kind of like it just uh, helps you it calms you down mm-hmm. but I, I feel like I can taste the supplement I feel like mm. I can taste this weird thing in it and it makes my stomach hurt it makes me feel bizarre okay but the other soylent works for you but even that it tastes a bit bizarre it tastes like Cheerio milk wait Aristotle have you ever tried soylent you have oh yeah Cheerio oh, milk oh yeah it? sorry he's the face of soylent I oh forgot. my god I forgot did he t- get you onto it? No, but Did I forgot. Did he hook you with that sponsorship? No. That sick deal? No. <laughs> you, missed, you missed the cowabunga signal. Cowabunga. <laughs> that Andrew just did. He just shook his, his two... Yo, uh, bro, we're Soylent. We'd love to hook you up. <laughs> we love your pod... You love your PCAST, girl. I didn't know you did characters. Uh, that wasn't me. <laughs> that was bro. Who, who was that? Um, oh, yeah, because last week uh, I, 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 I Snapchatted... Uh, Aristotle drinking coffeeist, mm-hmm. and then uh, Aristotle was like, uh, "It's really good. He really liked it. He really enjoyed it." Now that I'm remembering it, my memory has just been refreshed. He enjoyed the coffee soylent, and he said it tasted like Cheerio milk. Yeah, I've heard that. Okay. Maybe maybe I heard it on your podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, are you on Insta Snap or Snap? What are we doing I here? Like what? Instagram, Snapchat. You prefer it? Yeah, because I oh don't. Here's the thing. What are we doing? Here's why. Why? I never once advertised to anyone that I had Snapchat. I never posted about it on Instagram. I never tweeted about it. I never put a Facebook thing. I never like spread the word that I was on Snapchat. 
So the people who follow me on Snapchat are just like my friends who have my phone number who saw my name. So I have like whatever, 100 or 200 followers. I don't even know how you can find out how they, many followers. They don't followers. tell you. There's no way you can There's find no out. There's no way but, to know. But I'll Snapchat something, it'll get like 50 to 100 views or whatever. Oh, it might get like 500 or 700. Yeah, you've advertised a lot and it's fucking annoying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm oh, kidding. first you tell me that I should have died. I should have died and I owe the fireman money. That's what you just told me. You're I'm like, just kidding. you're like, sorry, they're civic, civic civil servants. No, I shouldn't just, help. I just never liked Snapchat enough to to care. You know, if you use it a lot, and I think you're funny on there. And if I had like been doing more with it, maybe I'd be like, follow me on here. But I never really cared about it. So I have more t- Instagram followers than I do on Snapchat. So how if many I, followers do you have on Instagram? Not a lot. How many? I don't know, like around seventeen hundred or something. <sighs> so if I post a thing on Instagram, it will get a few hundred views, and more people see it. So I'm like, oh, this is better because it has more people watching it. Okay. I just feel like I never, like, people wouldn't even see the things I put on Snapchat, so I never really bothered with it. Well, what should I do? Should I just get off Snapchat? Because I feel like it's I a crazy the, time right now. I think the Instagram one's better. Like, it's more better, people are seeing it. But yeah. you're not a woman, even though you're beautiful. Uh, you're not... Uh... Oh, because you can't DM people, you mean, with it. No, that's that's not what I meant. Oh. What? Well, because Snapchat, you can send someone a thing. I don't think you can do that on the Instagram one. Yeah, but you can DM on Instagram. Right, right. There's right. a little nook for that. No, I mean DM like a little video that they can only watch once or If whatever. you keep talking to me like this okay. on my own goddamn podcast, okay. Aristotle's going to ask you to leave. Oh, he right, did, Aristotle? He already left like 20 minutes ago. Wait, no! <laughs> well, that's, a, that's my thing I used to do. No, no! No, no, no! No, no, no! Um, no, I... Uh, because the filters are better on Snapchat. Oh, okay. I and there you can, you know, the mm-hmm. there's just better face filters. That's true. Yeah, people confused. like those things. And I also feel like I'm embarrassed to be the me that I'm on Snapchat oh, right. you on Instagram. It differently. Yeah. yeah. I feel like and I did this the other day. I was like I was like, when I go on a Snapchat, it's my way of telling the world, like, hey guys, I'm taking a break from Instagram. Come on over here. Yeah, I'm not against either of them, but for me personally, I haven't opened Snapchat since the Instagram thing came out. I just like don't use it. You're acting like you think you're so good. No, it's just for me. I, I don't. Also, oh, I don't I, use either one a lot, so it's like I think you use Snapchat more, so you have more of a connection to it, which is fine. Hey, what's my theme song? Do you know it for this podcast? In general. Oh, in general, I don't know. Do an impression of me. Um, my theme song, by the way, is "Living My Life." Think, feeling my feelings. Wait, hold on. Living my life. Feeling my feelings, feelings, doing my thing every damn day, thinking my thoughts, living my life again. La 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 la. No, you've never heard that? I like it. I have heard it. It's on Snap. Oh, you have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it now sounds familiar to me. Um, <laughs> is this what you Living my life. And um, we'll get to you, but this is a tangential journey. And um, <laughs> as we all know, we do, uh, we talk about one thing and then we'll go on another. <laughs> Part of the impression? Yes. Me? That's so. my laugh? Eric got Aristotle going over here. Wait, my laugh is... <laughs> I don't know. You just like... I don't know. I tried to do it. That's not my laugh. Okay, not really. It was a joke. No, I'm trying... I don't know how to do your laugh. I tried to do it. It's a thing where if you try and do an impression you've never done before, it's hard. I was in a commercial audition the other day. Yeah. And it was a callback for a commercial audition. And I didn't think I was right for the role in general, but for whatever reason, they called me back. I feel like you're getting defensive. No, there was just a funny thing that happened where... I'm like doing the lines and then he goes, okay, try it with a Brooklyn accent. And it's like, it was never written in any of the things. We didn't do it at the first audition. I had no idea how to do it. And it was like, I didn't do a good job. But it's like, if you want someone to do such a specific thing, tell them in advance so they can like prepare it. I wasn't going to ask you to prepare my, my impression. Yeah, tell me to prepare yeah. <laughs> an impression of you. Take take two on the Alexi um, uh, impression. And I'm going to say action. Okay, you see. go for it and don't stop. Until I do a, a, a move with my arm that okay, symbolizes okay. cut. This will be it. Look like a scissor cut. Okay, ready? Okay. Action. 
Welcome to Love Alexi. I'm Alexi, and this is my podcast. Uh, my guest today, he's so great. And, oh, I don't know. Oh, that first part is good. I'm Alexi, and this is my podcast. I think it's something like that. Welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser, and this is my podcast. Our guest today, he's so fun. He's so great. He's Andrew Michon. So, Andrew, how do we meet? Tell me. Did we date? Yes. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Got Aristotle, and we're laughing. It's hard to do, but I think I nailed a couple of parts in there. <laughs> I am drastically have to re. I, I have to rethink my intro. I know I find myself doing it wrong. This is my podcast. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. I think we should be friends on all social media. <laughs> <laughs> on Snapchat, at Alexi Wasser, Instagram, Tumblr, whatever. Let's be friends. I don't know. That's basically it. Okay. Tell me, tell me how it should be. How should it be? No, I, it's good. I mean, obviously, the fact that I can copy it means that it's distinctive and that it's memorable. Yeah. Aristotle's it's not a none. bad thing. It's not oh a bad thing. God. It's just something That's that hilarious. I've noticed. And this is my podcast. I don't even know. There's something about it like that. I want you to do the intro to this, by the way, as normal as you always do it, so that when they hear it when I do this, they'll be like, oh, yeah, she did sound like that. I wouldn't even know how. Okay. I don't even know how how I could not do it that way. I'm so rote now. It's like, oh, my God. Okay. Hey, y'all. Yeah, do the new Southern version of you. Hey, y'all. It's me, Alexi. I, I can't. Oh God! Oh my God! I actually would like for you to do the intro for this podcast. I think that would be way better. I That's would, very funny. I would like you. Okay, this is what's happening. They'll hear. Okay, if you guys are, have gotten to this point of the podcast, that's why Andrew did the opening for this episode because I'm going to make you do your no, own introduction. No, I yes. don't think so. No, I think it's funnier if you do the intro, like always, and then when it comes to me emulating it, they'll be like, oh yeah, she did sound like that. I think oh that's funny. God. Now there's so much pressure. There's a lot of pressure. There's I'm sorry to get in your pressure. Oh. You told me to do your impression. That was incredible, but it wasn't mean-spirited, right? No, no. It's. I mean, like I said, the fact that I can do that means that it's memorable and it's unique and it's good. We were friends, right? We're good. Yes, I'm, of course. I'm PMSing hard I today. listen to your podcast. That's why I'm able to, to do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I had only listened to it once and didn't like it. So think of it that way. Welcome to Level Lexi. My name is Lexi Wasser. And this... It's not. It's like way lamer than that. Are you serious? Are you being serious right now? No, not lame, but just more. It's more than that. You, you did you like said, 20% you, you there. You said lame. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. I'm so PMSing. It's good. No, it's good. I oh like it. I, I'm genuinely our... being serious. I do like it. Oh, my God. Whatever happened with your yike joke? Remember how you were really trying to push yike? I just think yike is a good, I mean, okay. A, a little backstory. So at one point when I was talking to Andrew, uh, he was like, here's my new thing. I say yike instead it's of yikes. It's just a new word. It's just it's, different. It's like, and I'm like, what? What do you mean? Just no S? No S. Just, just yike. It's just not plural. Yeah. So like, what? how would you use that? Um, I don't know. Say. Um... You can tell I'm getting so defensive because you just made fun of my podcast intro. Wait, how, how long have we been going on this podcast? Yike, an hour and a half? It's a long time. Oh, <laughs> amazing! Okay, actually, I actually like yikes. It's, good. it's just no different. I don't know. It's just it's just funny because it's like, it's interesting that yikes is plural, but we've never heard it yike. We've just never heard that. It's just funny. That's all. I'm just opening doors. I did mushrooms and I fucking opened up all my doors and also freaked out. Hold on. 
all the channels. All the doors. Oh, man. When you go on a first date, mm-hmm. uh, and you've been on a lot of... A lot of first dates. A lot of first dates. I'd go on like multiple first dates a night when I was like really into the dating thing. Are you serious? Yeah, I was uh, I was filling a void or something. What happened? What was the void? I don't know. I, for some reason, it was something that I liked doing, and I thought it was interesting, and I thought I learned a little bit about people and myself, and I think I did. It's and the same as mushrooms. It's like you're saying... Maybe. Yeah. And I think the fact that I, I went into it so hard and like dated so many people, I think <laughs> it... Oh, it illuminated why the relationship I'm in now is good and why it's different than all those people and why it's, you know, it's, it's, I've, I've achieved a level of, um, depth that I hadn't before. I don't know. It's interesting. Like I was going like wide before. Where you I would were just get, like, casting a, lo- a wide net. Yeah. I would just get a lot of broad experiences. She's breathing. She's human. Right. She's here. <laughs> I would just get a lot of broad experiences that eventually started to kind of, um, mold together and kind of didn't really w- stopped being interesting. Yeah. But this is, you know, first time in a while that I've gotten a more, more depth where I actually Wait, get to understand someone's personality are you, more. Are you subconsciously insulting me? No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I think we have depth I, as well. Okay, I just great. mean like we're still we're still deep. We're friends. Yeah, we're still going deep. No, definitely. I just mean okay. like you know, for romantically basically speaking. Basically, since we dated, I was just like dating a lot of people very casually. Like yeah. never had a serious thing. And then yeah, you met. And then Greg. so now yeah. I met someone who I'm like experiencing a, a more deeper connection with, and I think it's it's teaching me things in a different way. And I think both are valid. I think both are valuable. So you guys met. What was your first date like? And right. also, tell me about like etiquette and paying and all this stuff. And you seem like such a gentleman. You seem like you you do these old school things. Uh huh. At, in the first few months of our relationship, I paid for all the meals and stuff, and I paid for our first date and stuff like that. Why do you do that? Why is that important to you? I don't know. She, I was just like, I can pay for stuff if you like that. And she's like, yeah, I like that. And I was like, okay. Yeah, but why did you even know to ask? Like, who taught you these things? And what, what, mm-hmm. how did you learn how to date and when all that stuff? I don't know. By going on dates, I guess. But yeah, but I mean, like, did girls... No one taught me. No? No parents? Don't... No, not really. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to... What was your first date like? With Drake? Um, we went to, well, I mean, funny enough, and this was not supposed to happen really, but I had a show and she came to it. <gasps> Listen, I just, I, she, we, this is the only night we could hang out. We wanted to hang out. I happened to have a show. Yeah. I knew I could go up early and then we could go to dinner. So we just went to the show together. I picked her up at her place. We went to this show that I had. I had a really good set. And, okay, okay. And, uh, well, that's important. It could have yeah. been bad. Oh, God, yeah, and she was right. like, oh, my God, I hope it's not bad. Oof. But it was good. I had yeah, a good set. It was, good. And it was a bad show, too. But or not bad. It just was a, a not well-attended show. Yeah. But I had a good set. And then we went to Crossroads and had dinner. Yeah. Which is a really nice little classy vegan, spot. Classy spot. Very classy, classy spot. Fancy part of Melrose. Yeah. And, um, well, part of the... Yeah, uh, never mind. But... <laughs> Great. Well, part of the reason we went there is because she was like you know, casually dating someone else who lived in our neighborhood. And she's like, well, if we go on a date, we should go. I don't really want to run into him. So I was like, okay, we'll go west. Whatever. Going west. People casually date people. It happens. It happens. So we went to Crossroads and yeah, we just had a really nice dinner and then went back to her place and like just, I was just like planning on dropping her off. And then she's like, oh, do you want to come in and meet my dog? I met her dog. <laughs> he said, eat my dog. Yeah, you want to come in and eat my dog? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we were still hungry because, yeah. you know, vegan food, not filling. <laughs> and uh, no, Crossroads very filling. So um, I want a Crossroads sponsorship. Yeah, they're great. So we went in and um, just like chatted for a little while. Then I was like, oh, this is really fun. I want to see you again soon. Like, I don't want to like play a game about like when we should text each other. Let's just hang out really soon. She's like, okay. And then the next day I had plans to go to a movie at like 1 p.m. I was like, do you want to come to this movie? And she's like, yeah. So she walked to the movie theater. We went to the movie and then we just like walked around afterwards and had lunch and then spent the whole day together and spent the whole next day together. So it was like a 72 hour date. And by wow. the end of it, it was like we were in a relationship and I had like texted the other girls I was hanging out with and I was like, oh, I kind of met someone. I love this. And then she had like texted the guy she was hanging out with and was like, oh, I actually met someone. It was like very crazy. Yeah. And then we've just like been together since then. It's been very good. Didn't you tell me about this when it was happening? You're like, I was yeah, on I a 72 so. hour date. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty intense. 
What was the craziest Tinder date before you went? Like, what was probably the give me like a horror story? Um, I mean, were there multiple horror stories? I don't. I'm trying to think. I'm getting so caffeinated now. You don't drink coffee, do you? Um, I don't. I drink. I drink green tea. Yeah. All that comes to. I, I'm trying to think of a Tinder horror story. Oh but just God. as a, a tangential, this guy Ahmed Weinberg, he's a comedian in LA. Um, he's great. Check him out. So. Um, <laughs> okay. No, no, he's funny, but he he posted this thing yesterday on Facebook, made me think of this, about, like, a Tinder date that he went on, like, last weekend when he was in Chicago, like, they were doing comedy or something. Yeah. Where he's, like, what, met this girl, like, things weren't that great, but they were fine, and they were, like, going to walk back to her place. And then they were, like, there was a drive-by, and they had to, like, duck and almost got shot. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. they weren't gunning for them, but they were gunning for someone else, and, like, someone was running. Basically, someone, like, ran by them, and then, like, they thought that was kind of weird, and the car came and started shooting. They had to duck. They, like, felt bullets whizzing by them. That's, like, a Tinder oh, horror story. Oh, my God. It was very, that sounds very crazy. So I never had anything like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, nothing that memorable, just, like, people who, oh, actually, there was one thing that was, like, very weird. Whoa. It was just like, I don't even know how to describe it, but like... You don't have to tell me anything you don't want to tell me. It's not that interesting, but it's like I went on a date with this girl, and it was like, I had a show that night, so we just like... I brought her to the show. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's just like my classic thing. What? <laughs> no, I had a show this night that we were trying to hang out, so it was like, I literally had like an hour to just like get a quick drink, and she was like, yeah, let's just get a quick drink. So I meet at this bar. We had, we hang out for like 40 minutes, and then I have to leave for my show. We like had a drink. She seemed normal. She was like cute. We chatted. It was like totally fine. Nothing weird about it. And then over the next week, we had, like, texted about maybe hanging out, but then never did. And, like, our schedules didn't really line up. And, like, we had, like, had, like tried to hang out, but then I had something come up. Or, and then she had something come up. Just, like, that that happens. You know, you don't really know someone and, like, schedules don't line up and you yeah. don't end up hanging out. And then finally, like, maybe 10 days after we had first hung out, um, she's like, oh, I'm available tonight or whatever. I was like, okay, I have a show here. And she's like, oh, maybe just come over to my place after. I'm like, okay, sure. I don't know this girl, but she seemed nice. We didn't, like, kiss or anything on our first date. Like, nothing happened. Yeah. I show up to her place, and it's kind of a weird apartment, but whatever. <laughs> but whatever. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Just carpet is weird. And I, think, <laughs> I think carpet is weird, too. Yeah, it's a little weird. I prefer hardwood floors. Yeah. It's cleaner. It's, it's cleaner. So <laughs> we're in her apartment, and it's like, there's like this weird tension. I can't really tell what it's about. I'm like, this is weird. There's like weird tension here. I don't really know why. It's very strange to me. And then we're just like watching something and like kind of chatting, and then it kind of was just like weird... And I don't really remember how it came up. I wish I had like written this down. But I just remember like her all of a sudden getting like really mad at me or something. Like really defensive about something and like just mad. And I'm like, what is up? Like, what are you okay? Yeah. And she's like, she's like, we haven't seen each other in 10 days and you don't have one hour to like get coffee with me. I mean, like what is going on? She's treating me like we're in, we've been in a relationship for like three months and like has all these crazy expectations. She's like, I mean, we haven't even seen each other in 10 days. Keep in mind, the only time we ever saw each other was once for like half an hour. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, do you even like want to be with me? Like weird stuff like that. Oh that's like God. way too much. And I'm like, okay, this person is crazy. Yeah. Like she's using words like, do you even want to be with me anymore? Like she's really <laughs> genuinely saying stuff like that. Oh my God. That should be said like three months into a relationship. We've never even like hugged. Maybe we hugged at the beginning of our, th- you know what I mean? Like <laughs> nothing has ever happened between us. And she's like, I mean, come on, Andrew. She goes, come on, Andrew. You don't have one hour to get coffee with me. Yeah. You're so busy. And I'm like, you're a stranger. Oh. And I felt so weird. And I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna go like this is very weird and then I like left and then she's like and then she texted me and she's like I'm sorry I just have a lot going on I just felt like you weren't giving me the time of day or like all this crazy shit like and then like three days later she's like she's like 
can you give me another chance? And I just didn't respond. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with this person. And then she like texted me like a bunch more stuff the next day. She's like, I thought we had something. And then you're doing, and I'm just like, this is, and then I just like, I blocked her and like just blocked her on all social media. And I was like, I don't want this person at all in my life. And I've never heard from her again or anything. But it was just very weird where it was like, there's very clearly something going on in her mind where like she's built this narrative up of like, I'm this guy and I'm like not giving her the time of day and who am I? She's just projecting a lot of stuff onto me because we talked for like 40 minutes and talked about like nothing, you know? Yeah. So it was very weird. So I think, I think stuff like that can happen a lot where, you know, everyone texts and everyone like makes these plans together and, and everyone like something about text messaging makes you think you know someone better than you actually do. I actually read a study about that. Where, oh, like, well, tell me about that. Just cause... like something about the process of sending and receiving texts with someone makes in your mind you place like a greater sense of you you act like you know them better than you, or your brain tricks you into thinking that they're a closer person to you than they really are oh my god tell me about that because i feel it's that way i feel like you're into, in a yeah, pocket you're exactly slip, you're, you're slip like slipping into a pocket or it's like a one-on-one intimacy. something yeah it creates a false level of intimacy and i will do that with people i've never seen i will create intimacy with people i've never met in real life because i feel a safety in it but i also feel cozy and then i'll see them and i feel weird. yeah it's weird i'm There's, back to phone calls i think phone calls are back yeah actually. i think they're good do you feel that way like it's yeah back? i like phone calls yeah me too Going. I'll try and find this article, but yeah, I was just talking about just like texting creates this false sense of intimacy in your mind or something. Anyway, so I think that's what happened with this girl where she obviously maybe had some issues with dating or had some preconceived ideas about her own. I don't know. Was, I think she was just projecting a lot of stuff onto me and it had nothing to do with me because yeah. I had just talked to her once for like half an hour and we had texted a couple of times and like plans didn't work out. But she just projected all these ideas about like how I was perceiving her and how she was perceiving me and like what our relationship was and kind of like just built it up to this bigger thing so that when we had this conversation that she instigated, it was like in her mind, it was like all this built up tension yeah. that she was creating that wasn't actually there. And then it was just like her perception of our connection was different. I don't know. It just I think stuff, stuff like that can just happen. I think with online dating, you just have these different um, notions. Everyone's coming at it with a different set of expectations or something i'm glad you're dating somebody who's in the same world you're in because yeah i could i mean it's so important that you can have uh you have an understanding of, of both of your lifestyles right right and uh like she's working a job this morning right now yeah and i'm here doing this and, and you're kind of freelance but also you need weird hours and it's uh, great. it's entertainment and it's uh you never know when do you write like when do you write uh jokes down like what's your, do you have any kind of like rhyme or reason I to don't. it don't it's always with interesting with stand-up stuff it's just like if something happens or i think of an idea i'll just like try to talk about it on stage and then like formulate into a bit over time i don't like i used to sit down and just like write stand-up jokes you did? But that's not really doesn't really work for me do anymore. you just like whenever something comes to you just write it down in your phone yeah I'll write down my phone i'll think of i'll over the day i'll think of like ways that i can make it a full bit bit and then um oh what a full bit and then I'll like try to try it on stage and think of different ways to do it. And then as far as like writing scripted stuff, like I work with my friends Ed a lot and we write stuff. Are you wearing cologne? No. Those are just your pheromones? Maybe. Pheromones? I have um, nothing. Yeah, no cologne. I have nothing. Anyways, I hope that Tinder story was interesting. It was, stop it. Don't you dare. It's just interesting. It's just these different levels that people are coming at it from. There's actually this funny thing that used to happen to me on Tinder a lot where... Tell me. Or on dating apps where I would try to... Okay, so you meet someone on at the dating app and you see their pictures and you text with them and you build this perception in your mind of what that person is and maybe how they talk and how they move and like how they actually look. And then you meet the person and then they're very different in a lot of ways. And it's almost like the person that you built up, like, dies. Like, yeah. that person doesn't exist anymore and never did exist. You created it in your own mind. 
and this new person like killed that person that you made up. I don't know. It's weird. That's a really great premise for something. There's for a joke. There's something there. That's, that's like that's so real. I don't know where the humor is in it yet. That's it's true though. That's for me to decide. You build when it up. You build that. it up so much, and then if you and then everyone's different when you meet them. That's just the reality of it. I'm sure there are lots of people who met me and were like, "Oh, he's not exactly how I hoped." He's like taller and better looking. So it's like okay, just, <laughs> I'm nicer, kinder, warmer. Yeah, I just way better. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Um, but it's say, interesting. It's just I don't know. There's something just so yeah. It's just meeting people on the internet just creates a. It's different. I feel like it's a uh, yeah. It's not just like Tinder or you know riot. I don't. I don't want to address the elephant in the room and get into the fact that you were denied uh, and you were not accepted onto yeah. Raya, the Illuminati Tinder. Yeah, uh, I know. but my girlfriend app. was accepted, so I'll take that. So as yeah, so you're part in. Of it. You're in. With, Honorary. You're in with that crowd. Yeah. Um, but uh, I actually deleted my Raya. Mm. I might could jump back on any moment, but I, I feel like I just deleted it from my phone. But it's, I'm also, uh, you know, invisible. But uh, I feel that way. I felt that way about a dating app where it's like, oh my god, you've, you've got to live up to your best pictures of yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's actually harder also for a woman. But maybe there's just as much pressure on a man. You're yeah, a, you're a modern man. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to make men against women or. Well, but there are differences. Know. Yeah. It's just different. <laughs> Everyone has expectations, but also a lot of people definitely falsely represent themselves. Yeah, and but then and then they're also aside from just being on an app or whatever, they're it's like I feel like if I meet somebody in person and they like listen to this show or they read my blog or have any idea, any idea of me whatsoever, meeting me in person just based on what they've seen on Insta- not mm-hmm. a dating app but Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, you know, much like my intro mm-hmm, <laughs> and all that mm-hmm. info that I give you my intro. That you made fun of. Um, I thought you were my friend. I can't believe this. What are you doing? I'm spiraling. I'm imploding. And actually, a side note of a side note, I feel like maybe that's why Aristotle doesn't text me right back. Because he goes, no, Lexi, I'm not going to create a false sense of intimacy. We're going at a natural, real pace. Um, we're not going to slip into some pocket and, uh, you he's know. Like, email me. He's like, <laughs> 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 exactly. Um, anyway. But yeah, I feel like. Oh, I wish in my impression I had, go, I had gone. Side note of a side note, because you like say that every time too. I don't say that every time in my you intro. Always say, no, but just in the podcast, you say side note of a side note. I go living my life. Yeah, I know. Side note of a side note. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to my podcast. Wait, and this is my podcast. You'll you'll listen back and you'll see it's different. I know. That. It's uh, good. I like it. I don't want to go full throttle right now. That's what the intro is for. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm going to do like a, a plethora of, uh, <laughs> yeah, of of different types of intros now where I like rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should actually get your girlfriend um, to like rap. Alexi, and this is my podcast. <laughs> um. Anyway, I was just going to say that when I meet people in real life, whether they're a girl or a boy or whatever, a guy or a girl, I feel like, oh my God, I wonder if I like mm, live up to their expectations. Live up to whatever or, or how I present myself on social media or mm-hmm. any idea. It's like a weird thing. That's weird. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Different. Yeah. It is different Reflecting. the way people re- represent themselves. Oh, I remember. Oh, um, I do want to ask you about uh, stage fright. Okay. I want to ask you about uh, insecurity, stage fright, spiraling, how you combat that. But first, I do want to say, remember that weird moment we're at a restaurant and like for whatever reason, we're talking about Raya, we're living our lives, having a chat. Um, and I wanted to just take a photo of your shoe. And then some girl, you're like, why are you taking a photo of my shoe? I'm like, let me just take a photo of your shoe. I'm taking a photo of your shoe. <laughs> and then one second after I took that photo, you got a text from a girl who went, hey, just walk by the shop. Uh, there's a girl taking a photo of your shoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that, that all was about? funny. And then, and then another thing, I don't even know if you want to go into this. We, we can uh, get rid of this if you don't want it. Okay. But I remember. Cut it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a... I should provide snacks for my guests because I feel like it's like a long thing and you might get. But listen, you no, came. No, I you brought. Came. I, I had soup before this. Oh, great filling, filling. A tender greens. 
Oh, you love tender greens. I like it. Yeah. I haven't been there in a little while, but I had some soup. Too many nice. memories. Too many memories. Too many memories of you and the Lexmeister. That's me. <laughs> I call myself the Lexmeister. Okay. Should I not do that? Um, no, keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Because um, when someone has a flaw, it makes them more like relatable. <laughs> wow real Roasted. big real Roasted. big laugh real big laugh from Aristotle back there he's like ha ha oh my god that's when all the truth comes out about how Aristotle feels about me it's like when people are, when people are wicked to me on the show Aristotle's like ha ha I can breathe again people I'm not alone in my hatred hey wait you can, he goes hey we should hang out later and talk about her <laughs> no Lex Meister I like it <laughs> You guys, are we all cool? Of course, it's fun. Aristotle, get on this gosh darn mic. <laughs> We're good though, right, Aristotle? He says, yeah. Do you believe it though, Yeah, Andrew? he loves it here. Look at them. The three A's, the three yeah. amigos. In their audience. Oh, this is the three amigos. I three like amigos. It. Three amigos. Three amigos. Cool. Okay, so, oh yeah. But there was a girl, I remember there, a girl followed me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She was my Twitter friend. Mm-hmm. And... This was like not so long after, you know, whatever. We're, we're yeah. in each other's lives. We dated, whatever. And that, that matters. And that's whatever. It's, you're in a relationship. I love you my life. Whatever. Before all of that, girl on Twitter mm-hmm. I was friends with. And you end up on a date with this girl. Mm-hmm. And I remember her saying, oh, you went on a date. You dated Alexi Wasser. That makes me like you more or something. Mm-hmm. Right? Something like that. Don't worry. We can get rid of all this. We hate it. But, uh. But I remember going ballistic because I was so sensitive to that. And that made me so angry at her that I unfollowed her. Yeah. And, and then she had that dumb app where it's like. I know. Where she could tell I unfollowed. So then she unfollowed me. And then she was like, why did Alexi unfollow me? What's happening? And I was like, oh, my God, this is so annoying. And then I was like, and then I was like, I followed her again. And then I and then she was irritating and wronged you somehow or whatever. And then I unfollowed her again. <laughs> and then she never I was like, I wonder if she's ever going to follow me back during this interim where I'm so following her. Funny. So it's such a nightmare. But I actually I, I actually made me it should have been something I, I um I was flattered by the fact that she said, well, well, if Alexi dated you like that's that's like good street cred. Sure. But that enraged me and funny. made me be like, fuck you. I hate how dare you. Oh but now I, feel, now I feel good about all of it. Well, she unfollowed me in the end anyway. So. Hey, there you go. There in the we end, go. We all, Lo- could... all unfollows. All, all unfo- unfollows all. Right? right three amigos? Right, amigos. <laughs> okay. So yeah, listen, when you, uh, how often do you perform? Um, I try to perform as often as possible. I mean, good segue, I would say, right? Good segue. Yeah, good segue. Yeah. I would say on average three nights a week in LA. Maybe more, where do you... sometimes more, sometimes less. Where do you go up? A lot of Meltdown show. I do Meltdown a lot, UCB. Um, I'm doing a show tonight at some place called Open Space. I don't know, just random places Open around town. Space. The Virgil. Oh, I do know The Virgil a lot. The Virgil. Open Space is on Fairfax, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never been there. I'm on Hot Tub in a couple weeks. I don't know. I do a lot of shows. And do you ever get stage fright? I don't. Um, I think uh, you're lying. Oh, I'll, I'll get a little bit nervous, but only not about the act of performing, just about like the specifics of the show. Like I did Meltdown show last week, which is like one of the best shows in town, and I hadn't done a show in like seven days and I just felt like a little bit like, oh, I don't know. And and I just was like a little bit nervous going into it. And there were like some people who were like coming to see me. And I was who? Just, just like some industry people. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like I, I just I just felt a little bit nervous. And I was going up first. So like Ugh. all those things combined to, for me to just be like, I'm a little bit nervous. But, you know, as soon as I'm up there, I have I did. I had a good set and it was very fun. And I was very natural. And yeah. Are you just like incredibly like blindly confident or was there ever a time where you're like, you can do this? I'm, I'm confident, but I'm not extremely confident. I get self-conscious sometimes. But I mean, like, when you got started, when you started doing comedy, was it ever scary for you? Cause when... No, I was good. I, my, oh, the my first God. time I did Andrew. it, Andrew! No, the first time I did it, it went well. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then I just kind of, like, did, I don't know. I just kept doing okay. I never, like, I, there was never a period where I was consistently very bad at it. I've had shows that have not gone great. 
But there was never a period where it was just like every show was bad. Whereas I see a lot of people where it's like every time I see them perform, they bomb. And I'm like, how are you keeping doing this? This is crazy. Well, wow. Yeah. So do you ever get insecure or spiral? I get insecure. Yeah. It's, It's hard to be in such a competitive industry. And I think the hardest thing about entertainment stuff, particularly being in Los Angeles, is everything feels quite random. And it's very hard not to feel upset or jealous when certain people get certain things that you don't have or you see, you know, certain opportunities being given to people who you think don't deserve them. And it's and it's it's hard because all of that is not about you. It has nothing to do with you. It's it's other stuff that has nothing to do with where you are. If someone else gets an opportunity, it doesn't mean they took it away from you. It means they were right for it for whatever reason. But it's very hard not to feel uh, jealous and uh, weird about that. And I'm working on that. Uh, how do you work on it? Like, what tools do you use? Um, I just try to, you know, think about, you know, where I'm at and the things that I've accomplished, and try to feel good about them, and and where and the things that I do and my own talents. Are you and falling then, asleep? No, I'm awake. Okay, cool. And uh, I also am I sleep podcasting again? Yeah. Oh God. And I also Get the just fuck out of here. yeah. So I try to just think about the positive stuff that I'm doing, and then I just try to, you know, think about, you know. Just I do think that I'm funny and talented and and that I have All things right. that I can offer. And I just try to think about those things and that, you know, there really is so much randomness in terms of when things happen for people. And uh, I'm everyone's on their own path. And my path is this way for whatever reason. And I'll get things when I'll get them. Um, and what are you, do you think? Uh, oh, it's interesting. I was listening to Gary Shandling on one of my favorite episodes of a podcast ever. It's like Gary Shandling on Pete Holmes podcast. Oh, I think I listened to it's that. It's so wonderful. It's like I listened to it like gospel over and over and over again. And like cool. I mean, Gary Shandling was talking about how like people are, uh, you know, it seems like this new generation of comedians are like more confident than the older generation where mm-hmm. it's like, it seems like even, you know, Gary Shandling or other, just like he's huge comedians who are so talented and gifted and almost and just like, you know, they all had their, they're very, Mm-hmm. Insecure, it just had a lot of there was like a lot of suffering that went along with getting on you know growing right. up and all this like self-hatred or turmoil or whatever being at odds with yourself and uncomfortable in your skin and and it just seems like is that not maybe it's just specific to you because i feel like there's like this even uh this consistent confidence with you mm-hmm. do you think that's a thing a generational thing with comedians now or i think there's a few things less, to less that self-hatred yeah tell me i why. think comedy is cooler now than it's ever been okay. for whatever reason it's in vogue it's like you know, I think comedy is cooler. I think there are more cool people doing comedy. Not that that's a good or bad thing. I just think like, you know, whereas, you know, a long time ago, it was like, I think a lot of comedians were like, this was their only source of anything. And, and they kind of, they felt they they probably didn't have a lot of friends growing up. I don't know. It's just, I think there were like a lot more like troubled people doing comedy. And there still are that now, but there's something about comedy now that just seems like it's a bit more popular or something i don't know it's hard to say it's like i think like very good comedians are like cool like people really like them and they look up to them and they want to like talk to them at parties and stuff and you see someone who like maybe when they were growing up they like didn't have like positive social stuff and then from being successful in comedy they have that and it's like they're thriving on it or their way of working through them being the nerd or the Mm -hmm. like the guy who was not good looking like the ugly ugly nerd in school they had to develop a a sense of humor to get through it to combat that as their as their coping mechanism right and uh and oh that's something we didn't talk about that's like i should be completely aware of but uh you're very good looking you're a handsome guy like you have a nice face so tell me about starting out in comedy and something maybe even now you have to deal with it's getting real serious now Uh um 
that like what do you have to do? How do you have to, uh, you know, to, right. to uh, let me just you're a good looking guy. Right. Let me finish my oh, last stage. thought really quickly yeah. and then I'll get on to that. Also, I think there's so many people doing comedy now that it's it's there's you can find any type of person who's doing comedy. You can find a lot of people that Gary Shandling maybe identified with when he was doing it where they're kind of self-conscious and, and don't know how to talk to people and feel really weird, bad about themselves. There's a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of people who are confident and good looking and and and, um, you know, very socially you know, social butterflies or whatever. There's a lot of that as well. I think because there's so many people doing comedy that there's a lot of all of it, I Why guess. Why did it become so fashionable, you think? I don't quite know. I think podcasts, like, really helped, like, spread people around. I think, like, a lot of TV networks, there's so many TV networks now on the internet, like, all these, I don't know. It's just, I think there's so many more avenues for, for comedians to create stuff, and it's so much easier to get access to everything. Yeah. I mean, that's the, just oh, that's the weirdest true. thing about culture is it's like, you can watch anything you want instantly yeah. or learn about anything you want instantly. You can you can search Google immediately, no matter where you are in the country, and say, hey, I want to try stand-up comedy. Where do I go to do it? Where's yeah. an open mic night? Just with the with information being so much readily accessible, it's like, I don't know. Do you love Seinfeld? It's done this weird thing. Yeah, I do like Seinfeld. I think it's a really good show. But it's just done this weird thing where it's like everyone has access to everything all the time. It almost like diffuses... People are no longer as unique or something it's like i don't know there's something weird about it maybe people feel less alone less unique because they're like oh somebody else is like me i didn't realize everyone's connected i don't know yeah like to get culture in the 80s or 90s you had to like like to be a punk rocker right you had to like it was hard to be a poet like i don't know like i don't really know how to describe it but there's something interesting about like the term poser and like how i don't know that's a whole other thing that's a whole other thing that's a whole other thing but it just i just think it is interesting people um People's identities are, are much. I don't know. I know it's a long. I don't know how to make my point. We get close to two hours, and that's but one let's thing. Let's talk about how uh, handsome I am. No, well, you are handsome because I remember, like, even when we first met, and I was like, kind of toying with the idea where I wanted to perform more, mm-hmm. and like, and that's why I feel like, uh, you know, I like doing this podcast because I feel like I have stuff to say, and I have a personality that has a lot of. I just like living my life. No, but I have mm-hmm. stuff I want to say, and for me, my vehicle is, I like hosting stuff. I like having conversations with people, and this is my. Uh, I don't want to say platform for lack of a better word, but this mm-hmm. is like the 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 vehicle in which I I do whatever it is I want to do performance wise or right. like or um so but I remember when I was trying to do more stand up and I we, I put that show on at uh, at the smell and you helped fun. oh my god Andrew was so wonderful he's such a, a gem he's like this magical kind person because you really are such a magical kind wonderful person Thanks. and you like helped me with that and you, you you like that was so fun yeah oh my god that's why I wanted to do it yeah, again at we Welcome to Junior High or to Junior High because uh, you know Andrew brought all the chairs that he uses uh, to the smell where we had the had the show he brought all the chairs he uses for his show Good Looks um, when he was doing it at a different venue and. I remember I was so nervous. I get so scared and, and performing is terrifying and I don't do it on a regular basis. And Andrew would text me these wonderful, uplifting things during the show being like, don't forget, thank the crowd and get, say, give it up for so-and-so or whatever. You just give me these little like mm-hmm. tips and you're like, you're doing great. And it was like, you're like my, you know, my, another guardian angel in mm-hmm. my life just being so sweet. So, uh, but, uh, but something we talked about. I'm not saying I'm good looking, but I'm not a monster. Mm-hmm. I, I have a nice, I, I look nice. I like how I look. It's okay to mm-hmm. like yourself. But uh, we had this conversation where it's like, yeah, when you get up on stage and you are a very handsome man and you want to make, you want to get the audience on your side, mm-hmm. you want to talk about everything, like you want to, uh, you know, just wh- what do you do? What did you, how do you have to go at stand up comedy right. being a handsome guy getting on stage? 
to well, disarm think, the crowd. Well, I think just something as as any performer. Because they might um, not like you because you're good looking is what right. I'm saying. They yeah, might not no, like no, you. They're no, like, who the true. hell is this white guy who's good looking, well-dressed? Right, right. Why will, should we like him? I will often have people after shows be like, oh, you were so funny. Like, I didn't expect you to be funny. Or, or be like, I don't know, like, oh, I... I I'm surprised that you were so good. I was kind of, and it's like kind of like a weird compliment that's like not really a compliment. Yeah. But I don't know. I think anytime you perform uh, doing comedy, like the moment you walk onto stage, every single person in the audience has like a bunch of preconceived notions about who you are. Kind of like that girl who had a whole conversation, right, like right, idea of right. who you were to her. Sure, sure. So in ev- that dating scenario. So everyone just has these ideas in their mind. And it's up to you as a performer to either address those in a way or work around them, or just, I don't know, it's like if... But have an awareness of them. Have an awareness of them. Because let's just say, for example, that this is an extreme version of it, but let's say you have one leg, and you're performing, and you hop onto the stage. Yeah. Oh, God. No, geez. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Yeah, no, I I felt bad for laughing when you said that, but whatever. So you hop onto the stage, and um, you do a 10-minute set, and you never once talk about the fact that you have one leg. Everyone in the audience is kind of like, what? What's up with that? Like, yeah. that you never talked about that. And and then what happens in their mind is they're spending their mental energy during your show thinking about why you're not doing something mm-hmm. instead of just appreciating what you're doing. I think as a comedian, the whole thing that you want to do throughout your set is just have the audience think the same thought processes that you are in a very smooth way and not think about anything else. But also... I'm just a counter. I agree mm-hmm. with you. But also, don't you... And you dress differently. You, you don't wear showy things on I stage I try not anymore. to dress too well on stage. Just because you I, want to keep their attention on the comedy and what your thoughts and what your the ideas you're trying to convey, the stories right. you're telling. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I and think not, anything distracting. But if your story... Even if you didn't have one leg and you never addressed it, don't you think if your stories were good enough, you still have to address they're it? They're just spending... They're, they're wondering, oh, is this the story that's going to bring up the leg? I yeah. don't know. It's like they're kind of wondering when it's going to come up. Yeah. And the whole thing is you don't want them to be thinking about anything else. Yeah. It's the same thing with like talking about like 9-11 or something. Like people, like I'll, I'll be at a show and someone will just like mention 9-11 or something like in a joke, in a throwaway joke. Mm. And it's a joke that like maybe is funny, but maybe wasn't worth it because I'm like, you said you talked about 9-11 in such a casual way and you got like one laugh from it, one quick laugh. But let's say there's three people out there who... Who, whose family who had a, a family member who died on 11 yeah now they're thinking about that and they're taken out of the show and their brain is spent thinking about this other thing that's frustrating i don't know it's just like if you're willing not, to take the chance i think it's okay it's fine i'm not saying you shouldn't talk about it but i'm just saying you have to like weigh the the potential loss and value of of anything you're willing to talk about and then you told me i had to like disarm the, if i were to do stand-up what would i have to be conscious of yeah just be conscious of that like you are a, you know like a pretty girl who like talks in a way that I don't know, is like very fun and flirty and like, I don't know. I just think you have to be aware of the way people perceive you and address it. And also like, it doesn't have to be address it in a way where it's like, guys, I know I'm pretty, but blank. I would never say be, that because I also don't even think I'm really, right. yeah. It can be in a subtle way. And I used to like be more, I, I used to maybe address it on a more like head on way, but now it's just like, there's subtle, like you can just do a very subtle thing. Like for me, if I did like a small thing that's like a bit self-deprecating, they'll like maybe like me a little bit more because be like, oh, he doesn't think he's like the best or whatever. What, I don't know. What would my self-deprecating thing be? And um, if it's good, I will take it. But, but <laughs> I don't me, know. just off the top of your head, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I feel like we came up with something when you were trying to do. I forget what it was. Uh, hey guys, it's me. Hey guys, it's me. Um, Sorry, I don't know. So, <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. You you think on that? Think on that. I'll for think a on that. Yeah. Um, but no, I, th- I I don't know. And also, I'm not like 
I don't know. I just think you have to be aware of the way people can perceive you and try to um, use that to your advantage and not have it be something that hurts you. I, you know, I actually feel like I, I do address this in the few and far between. And the, the times I do perform, and I do perform, I, uh-huh. I, you know, I just I do make reference to the fact that I'm like I'm a white girl in Los Angeles living my life with bangs and like so I, you know I must have tons of things to complain about. And sure, yeah, like, that, yeah, yeah, something yeah, as yeah, simple as like yeah, do your bit. Let's go. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. No, but true. Okay. I think like addressing that. That's good. I think that's good. Um, what do you, are you trying to say? Anything? How would you describe your comedy? Which is like probably not a great thing that a comedian wants to ask but fuck it right. fuck you this is my podcast fuck you this is my podcast fuck you and this, this is, is my, my podcast, podcast. <laughs> like look at it now I'm laughing I don't feel quite as defensive as I did before first you break my heart <laughs> then you insult my intro tactics you get Aristotle on your side you guys to tell me if you're not really my friends that you hate my guts I listen you play back that's all that's everything that's that, happened. that happened um yeah. what are you trying to say with your uh with your stand-up because I feel like Sorry, I'm going. I'm older than you mm-hmm. uh, by a few months or whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like, on a bigger scale, like uh, whatever people try to do, like the whole meaning or point of life, especially if you're going to be a performer, is mm-hmm. like you choose the medium or like the platform you're going to use. Again, lack of a better word, but I'm saying platform. No, I like uh, it. Like to get out your your message or make the contribution that you want to make. Whether and uh, I have my ideas of what I want for my whether it's like. Hosting stuff, doing this podcast, doing stand up here and there, or like making videos, making films. I have kind of a subconscious, tucked away, conscious uh, mm-hmm. agenda of what I'm going for and what I want to say. Do you have that, or are you just doing this thing that feels good? Or so, how would you describe your comedy? Right. What's, What's your, your agenda? agenda? Men's rights is my agenda. Uh, really? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very not good thing. Oh my god! Wouldn't it be cool if Aristotle just followed me around like a few steps behind everywhere, and like while I'm living my life, he's just like either shaking his, his head, head no, and laughing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, checking the levels, checking the levels. <laughs> I would love that. That sounds amazing. But yeah, what do you think? Ignoring your text. Um. Oh god! Oh god! Ugh, don't remind me. Um, my comedy is. Um, is oh, absurdist or what? Uh, no, not absurdist. Definitely not. Um, I don't know. It's just like. Definitely. I don't know. It's just my perspective, which is a bit maybe dry and a bit like analytical about stuff and maybe noticing things and talking about them in a smart way. I also like do weird things where I'll like trick the audience into into behaving in one way and then like pull the rug out and like reveal that the way that they were behaving was like they shouldn't oh, have yeah. laughed at that thing because of this and I love think that. about this part. Like I like to do like oh, weird stuff like that. I so. was there for the building of those yeah, I jokes. Know, I, I remember. Yeah. Oh, that feel honored. Yeah. Some of your best material. Oh, hey. thanks. Good luck. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I haven't okay. written in like a couple of years. Uh, no, yeah, I don't know. So I I don't know how to describe my comedy, but I guess it's stuff like that. That's and it's, nice. But it's like stories. I'll tell a funny story of something that happened to me and and have an interesting take on it. Oh, yeah. And, oh, the bully, the, uh, the not drinking the bully oh, stuff, yeah, the money tree, bit. the yeah. bit. Oh, Those you guys, you got it. Oh, can, yeah. we, can we find uh, your yeah, you comedy online? you can go to my online? website. It's just andrewmichon.com. And Andrew I, I have a video on there. He's got a video on there. On Twitter. He's on Twitter. Andrew at Andrew Michon. M-I-C-H-A-A-N. Listen, don't worry. You'll hear it in my rote opening. Yeah. I will. I will. Not only do I tell people where to follow me, I tell people where to follow oh, you. Oh, tell me friends. Yeah, gee. Oh, I think we should all be friends on social media. You can yeah, find me on yeah, Twitter, yeah, Snapchat, yeah, yeah. Instagram, at Alexi Wasserstein. Now I, I've done it so I say all the things and then I do it I one like time. It. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it works. Okay. Stuck um, it. Stuck in your craw. Stuck it. Stuck it in. Uh, hello? Um, okay. Um. So here's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way. Oh, God. I can't wait till people can see you I in know. my di- directorial debut. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Um. And uh, here's the thing. And I can maybe I, I will have already said this in the intro. Perhaps. Uh, did I? I don't know. Um. 
me directing you and I was I acted I was like acting in in this short film that I made and Andrew's in it and so I'm like was trying to like direct him be in the thing but I was also topless mm-hmm. and uh and I thought yeah the, people were gonna love this like, <laughs> and, the, and, and really what happened was like so, and the, and I was making jokes like uh like hey does anybody need any more duct tape and people were like what duct tape oh, I'm yeah. like to tape down your boners <laughs> there's and like the, three guys in the room like the cameraman the audio guy me and then her she's like you guys need duct tape to tape down your boners that was really funny <laughs> um yeah I, I do comedy that was funny funny stuff hey I you like, think you think I'm funny though right yeah I like that yeah you are you are funny I love I laugh. <laughs> the truth is in the silence. I learned that from Gary Shandling. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, and then I realized, like, wait, I think they're not enjoying this. I think I'm sexually. Har- I think I, I'm sexually harassing <laughs> the men here. They're all modern futuristic men. It would be like if if Aristotle was like doing sound on the thing that I'm like. And these like sweet modern men who are like uh-huh. evolved and tapped into their femininity and masculinity, and I'm like, hey, hey, guys, <laughs> this is what you dream is to tell this girl telling you what to do and whatnot. And everybody's just like, I, I got I got plans, and, and yeah. yeah, everybody's on their phone texting and everything. But uh, it was like a great director, great director. Yeah, it was really fun to do. Yeah, I think it was good. I think I got irritated with you because you were texting. We both got low blood sugar, oh. and we're running out of time. And then you were texting, and I'm like, oh, Andrew, right. You did a great job. It was fun. It was. It's cool. I, when I when I uh, it's cool to see you um, to see it back and you on the big screen at Cine you went, Family. You saw it. You did. I like did. A I did a sound test. That's yeah. Awesome. Uh, by the time this is out, or I've already played at Cine Family, but uh, it's also going to be very. Um, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be relevant um, because I have cupping marks on my back in the short. Yeah. And those are very in right now. I don't oh. know if you know this because. Really? Um, a lot of swimmers had them on, at the Olympics oh, on, really? on their shoulders and stuff. Oh, my yeah. God. You know what? I did not give a fuck or yeah. sh- about the Olympics. Yeah. I, I haven't watched anything either, but I just only know that because I've done cupping for, like, years. I've done like, Chinese done medicine. For, I do a bunch of weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't do it that often, but for whatever reason, I get ac- I get acupuncture. I get Chinese herbs. I'm into all that stuff. And, um, yeah, so I've just done cupping here and there for years. And I guess it's, like, very, very, very popular right now. Or not popular, but everyone's talking about it. It's like an internet meme because, like, oh my God. because like uh, Michael Phelps had them on his back. I was biking down the street with Dre the other day. Yeah. And she got cupping recently. Although never again because it just creates these marks on her back. And it's, it's crazy. unsightly. Okay. But- oh, my God. Is that a double standard? Like, you're allowed to have cupping marks, but your girlfriend can't? I don't can't? ever show my back. I don't wear, like, strapless tank tops. Dre, I got you, girl. Tops. I got you. This I guy's wear, a monster. I don't wear strapless tank tops. Oh, my God. So we're biking. She can wear strapless tank tops and have cupping well, she marks? She doesn't want it. It's not oh, me. Oh, sorry. Okay. Just making, making sure. But no, we're biking down this. We're biking down the street the other day, um, on like a few days ago, and she had like a tank top on, so you could like see a couple cupping marks on her back. They're not that big, and this guy, this like this van full of people drives by, and he just like they just yell out the window like, "Good job, Michael Phelps," or something like kind of rude to her, but it was ruder than that. And I'm just like, that is so. And at first I didn't get it, and then I was like, oh, it's that Olympics thing. Everyone's talking about cupping. So that right means now. so your nude cupping marks on your back and uh-huh. your naked back are going to be relevant and coincide. People might with, think about that's it. That's amazing. They watch it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. It's actually better because now people know what it is. Whereas before that, I'd have been like, what's this guy's weird back? Now and there's it, some it, awareness. Yeah, a little I'm bit. Just, of awareness. I'm all about getting awareness out there. That's all. That's the whole thing about your comedy. That's I love the whole awareness. Awareness. Men's aware. Men's rights awareness. Men's rights awareness at all yeah. times. Well, yeah. God, is there anything? Uh, what else we need to know um, about you, Andrew? I don't know. And Sean? Do you have any other notes that you want to listen? Let me look through my copious notes. Astrological sign. Um, the one that got away. Uh, oh, uh, what was it? what's the best and worst thing about? Oh yeah, here's what I always ask. I'll ask that later. Um, okay, so best and worst thing about dating me. 
hit it. About dating you? Yeah. Oh my God. Mm. I actually don't want to know that. Well, yeah, tell me what's great about me. <laughs> no, I'd say, I don't think it's about dating, but just as a person, you're very fun to be around and you have a fun energy and you're, you are easy to make jokes with and um, you, make, you make people feel comfortable and, and fun. It's true. That's true. That's just a genuine thing about your personality. You're very lively and bubbly and fun. All right. Yeah. I'll take it. Who do you think, um, I don't, you know what? I don't even want to know. That be, That's weird. That's why would I set myself up to have you say something negative about me? That seems like horrible. And my therapist always says that people only ask questions that they're ready to hear the answer for. Right. And he's right because I don't want to ask answer that. Fair. Yeah. Wait, why, why? You had a whole long list? A laundry list? No. You had a whole thing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we just didn't have enough time to get into it. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know how sensitive I am? I'm just kidding. My period tracker says I'm two days late for my period. What about the, um, I don't know. Who do you think, now that you know me, mm-hmm. now that our, our, you know, you, you got you got a great sense of who I am, mm-hmm. what, I, what I'm all about. And thank you, by the way, for not looking at your phone. Oh, I turned on airplane mode. You really did? Yeah. Just because being with you, I feel like I'm up in the air. I don't know. <laughs> feel like I'm flying high and just in the cloud. Fancy free. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who give me, who do you think I, I should be with? This is becoming quickly, this will be, this is becoming one of like uh, the questions that comes, this is, this is a staple now, I've realized. Mm-hmm. It's actually a staple. I go, I'm living my life and then I'm also asking my guests who they think who I should, be, should with. be with. If I'm not flirting with a guest, I'm asking them to tell me who, because I'm taking a break from dating, we know sure. that. But when I, when, I, when I head back in, mm-hmm. you know. What am I like? Well, who? Give me uh, examples of men and sure. not give me the, the essence of an idea essence. of a person. Um, I think someone who is sociable and fun to be around in a social setting because I think you like that and you're an extrovert probably, right? Uh, I mean, I guess we don't know each other that well. <laughs> Do you know that I'm an only child and I go home and I, I know I have you, to, like, you need time alone, but you're a very, lot of time you're, alone. you're like an extroverted introvert then because you're very, yeah. very, you're like. Well, now you're getting there. Yeah. Well, because no, my girlfriend's the same way where it's like she needs time alone to like get her energy yeah. but she's very good in social settings and people like being around her yeah and people like you and her when they hear that you're introverts they're surprised because they're like what you're so good in the social stuff we need to get our energy back right. we need to like yeah go i'm home. very extroverted i like get my energy being out in public and i don't need to be alone at home and That's I, amazing. I don't need that and you're um, always playing board games i like board games with a lot. people we'll talk about that in a moment and then, um, we'll, wrap it up. And then we'll wrap it up and then we'll wrap it up um i was gonna say uh oh piercing. yeah so someone who i think is good in social settings mm-hmm. someone who i think maybe um is uh like patient and understands that you can have a tendency to overthink things and not feel comfortable in situations that you maybe you should feel comfortable in so i think someone who you know cares about you and is patient and wants to help you you know walk through things to be comfortable in that situation and someone who you can trust who allows you to let yourself be comfortable because i think it's like you were saying earlier, you want to just immediately trust someone and then you have situations where you realize that you can't and then you kind of like are like, oh, I, I, I have to get out of this because this is bad for me in these ways and I'm making myself vulnerable. So yeah, I think being vulnerable is hard and I think you just have to have someone who accepts that and is able to like work through it together and maybe who also has issues with not feeling comfortable and, and like isn't sure how to approach it and like gets, you know, like kind of goes back and forth and I don't know, I think you just need to have someone who gets that and you guys can help each other. Um, get through that together and then um i don't know what, what older younger what, what does he do for a living um i think someone in entertainment i think you just have to have someone who gets it like if you date someone who totally is like a doctor or something it's like they're just coming at it they're just like you know it's the type of thing where it's like 
if you have to cancel lunch because you have an audition and they're like, but it's just an audition. And you're like, I know, but you have to go. You know, yeah. it's like, even if it seems like you're not going to get it and you probably won't, it's like you have to just okay, go. Relax. <laughs> no, I just meant in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've auditioned for lots of stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think just someone who gets it a little bit and is like aware of your priorities and your time. And it's like, you know, if you have to cancel something because you have to do something for your career, it's like you just you have to do that. It's like it's a weird thing that you have to be constantly available and also constantly busy. It's like this weird double standard. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. Older, younger, any, any, uh, he's going to be a uh, one year old, one year and okay. five days old. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, man. So where, what's next? What's next for you? What, what's there to look forward to before you land this plane? Land another this another plane. staple. I love it. Living my life, land the plane, land neither here nor there. And I was just talking about being up in the air. Oh my God. Wow. That's amazing. Um, for me, you know, just doing stand up around, I'm, you know, traveling a little bit, starting to open up for people on the road. You are who? Well, I open up for Brent Weinbach on the road a lot. Oh, I love him so much. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. I'm opening up for Moshe Kasher on the road. In you are? October, we're going to some few, a few cities. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. Feels good to have people who I respect and like as comedians be like, oh, yeah, you're good enough to open for me and create a good vibe. And yeah. That's nice. Um, How'd you get so into board games with all these people? I started playing board games in college. I started with like Settlers of Catan, which is a very popular game. Which What's I know, it called? Settlers of Catan. It's okay. kind of like the intro level, like slightly deeper board game than like Monopoly or something. And I no longer play it because it doesn't provide me the um, strategy that I crave. The nourishment. <laughs> yeah. The strategic nourishment that you need. So I play a bunch of games. I just have a group of people. We get together like once a week and just, I mean, yesterday we played from, I don't know, 4 p.m. until 10 just 4 p.m. until 10, a bunch of comedy just one people. game, too. One game? Uh, two comedy people, Brent, and then this guy, Ramin Nazer, and then this guy, Mike. And Ron Funches? Is that his name? Uh, I don't Does ever game with him. No, I've never gamed with him. Really? Uh, no, but he likes video games. Maybe he would like board games. I don't know. He's yeah. a friend. He's from Portland. We started comedy around the same time. Well, well, well. Yeah. Board games, comedy. We might have a potential monthly show at uh, junior high. I love it. Uh, when, um, when do you think next 10 years will you be married with kids what do you think is going to happen probably yeah yeah oh my god yeah that makes sense I don't really want kids right now at all but I just you know I, I want I, I only want kids when I feel like good about my career and I feel like I'm in a place where you know I, I can put the time into it and not feel like I'm taking time away from my career I guess when? I want to make this TV show that you saw the pilot of I, I just want to make more of those I think it's so fun and funny and I just want to make more yeah. that's all I want to the do the world should see it it's so good you're so talented you're, the world will see it in some capacity okay relax Yeah, we know they Thanks will. Oh my God. Um, do you regret doing the show? no I love it are we recording by the way? Uh, yes okay. <laughs> everyone asked at the beginning so I just thought ask at the end you know Perfect. <laughs> mix like it up it. a little bit listen this is so much fun. I'm glad you had me, and I think we had a lot of fun. And uh, we're already reflecting. <laughs> uh, we got let's see, we got it, we got deep, uh, but we also had some laughs, we got, and yeah. we got Aristotle in the mix. And we I got, think I think we also opened up the audience into like a little bit into like why Aristotle becomes so so much part of the mix. He is the audience in the he room. He is, and oh, um, yeah, I think so. Oh my god, you guys! Um, shout out to my mom. I don't know. She'll probably listen to this. She's great. I hope she does. Oh, we didn't yeah. get into your parents and yeah. the people who made you and all that. But you know what? This is about you. It's, it's all right. This is a love letter to you. you no, know, I take it and leave it. You know, take it, take, take leave. what you guys gave me and peace out. You listen, know? Andrew. Thanks for the brain. Peace out. That's what I said to my mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for doing the show. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Now leaving nerdist.com.